0: First of all, happy Juneteenth, Juneteenth, my brother.
1: (laughs) Dope. Yeah, I've I've never
0: even honestly,
1: uh, you know, I know what it is and I kind of studied it, but I'm not a holiday guy
0: at any time of the year. So I didn't want to be If you want a viable business, you need to become one. (laughs) Yo, everybody celebrates Juneteenth now. In fact, if you went to work today, you're a fucking racist. Yeah, see,
1: that's the thing is I don't know if that makes does it make me a racist if I celebrate that holiday and I
0: don't celebrate any others. Um, if you celebrate Juneteenth and nothing else, yeah, yeah, you're probably a racist. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if I celebrate Juneteenth, I'm gonna have to do some Valentine's Day or some Christmas
0: or some kind of right. bullshit. You got to support the troops, so stay home on Veterans Day. You have to prove that you love your significant other. So right, stay home. See? on uh, on Valentine's Day Uh, you got to uh, acknowledge uh, the sacrifice of Jesus as well as a myriad of different Nordic uh, mythologies and celebrate Christmas So, I mean you're gonna you're gonna disrespect somebody's culture if you don't participate in one of the holidays and if you just do one and not the others then it does begin to look pretty suspect,
1: you know. See, culture is distortion, bro. I, it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I can't,
1: uh, I can't get into it. Any of them, I don't care to to be told when to celebrate or act differently. Because if it's, if I decide to for my own specific reason, that's fine. But I just can't get on the on the bandwagon with uh, with the holiday thing.
0: Yo, yeah, well, everybody's on the bandwagon now because these motherfuckers have been making us come to work. Every fucking Martin Luther King Jr. uh, since I've been on the workforce. And you would think MLK Day, you know, if we're going to honor a holiday, I mean, that that's 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 a hero hero in the pantheon. I think that everybody celebrates, but we got to come to work. But this year, everybody's trying to outwoke each other this year. Every company was like, yo, Juneteenth, you want the day off, you can get the day off. So I took Uh, the fucking day off. It's optional, huh? (laughs) Yo, they sent out an email. They were like, look, um, anybody who wants to take the day off, uh, you can go ahead and take the day off. Even if you don't have time off, we're going to let you take the day off. Uh, You will not get written up if you, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing is going to affect the attendance policy. Anybody that wants to take it off, you can take it off. And then they were like, and what you could do uh, to support the African American community is come to work. With the implication being, is like, look, if you're not black, you need to come to work. Right. <laughs> but, but I know legally you can't say that. So I was like, listen, uh, we're all taking the day off today. Everybody, I don't know if you saw the email. Let's go ahead and fucking stay home. So I took it off. And a matter of fact, if you didn't take the day off, I think the implication is, is like, yeah, you're, you're racist. You gotta I, be. It gotta be. I got, it gotta be. Cause it couldn't be. It couldn't be just a whole bunch of companies trying to capitalize, just unscrupulously, transparently. It just nobody would be that frivolous with important, iconic, sacred moments for human beings. It couldn't possibly just be just a a, a craven fucking grab for attention, <laughs> right? It, it couldn't. Po- it's, no, I gotta no, believe well, that it's all sincere.
1: Why would you think that? You know, why would you ever even think that? Of course, it's sincere.
0: They're corporations right. If who, if, they, if they don't care about people, who does? Nobody does
1: <laughs> Corporations care the most about people. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not impressed by any of it. So to me, once you've arrived at that place, there's no reason to try to backtrack and like make any exceptions. And I mean, like I said, if I wanted to, I would. I just don't have the desire to do any of that shit on any specific day that they decided for me to say, this is the day you do this. I'm just kind of yeah. not feeling it.
0: Yeah. Very Jehovah's Witnessy. I can respect that. <laughs> very
1: Jehovah's Witnessy. It is. I, I'm just not feeling it. I don't see it. We, we've never, me and my lady have never done Valentine's day. in the entire time we've been together, no Valentine's, no, uh, barely any birthday seriousness or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of keep it chill.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I partake. I don't make a big deal, but if someone else is gonna make a big deal, I'll go along with it. You know, I I, I went through a rebellious uh, phase in my teenage years where I was like, I'm not celebrating Thanksgiving. This is about oppression. You know, it's about killing Indians. It's all a lie. I'm not gonna believe. You know, fuck Christmas. It's Saturnalia. I was like, I'm not participating in any of it because I just, I knew everything better than anybody. And now that I'm older, I kind of see, yeah, you get together with people you haven't seen for a while. You do get time. You're not going to work, so you get time to reflect and appreciate what's important. I can see the value, you know, in having a culture centered around, you know, certain special days. But the idea that we're going to emphasize a principle kind of as a reminder, you know, I always kind of felt about Valentine's Day, like, you know, if if you're waiting for one day out of the year for me to treat you decently, like your fucking bar is low. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how long this relationship is going to last. Like, and it's it, not even treat you decently, to be honest, because that's like
1: that takes a whole bunch of, you know, I mean, being in a in a serious relationship, it takes a lot of, you know, micro efforts and shit like that. I guess you could call them. It's not just about no. Oh, today is going to be for flowers and candy. And that's not even realistic for life in general. i mean i know a lot of people move like that like they uh you know there's dudes out here who buy their woman flowers once a week and that's be that's awesome for you but not as uh for a standard of existence and being in a relationship that's not just the norm or or what it should be because i'm not a flower buying guy either but to say that that's uh you know treating somebody decent that's that's setting a terrible standard too because how how long is it going to be between uh bouquets of flowers Where she starts to feel slighted and shit, you know, I haven't gotten flowers in two weeks. What the fuck is wrong with this guy or or whatever? You know, it's just it's kind of goofy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think
1: about it. Think about it. Where does that go? Where does that go? You I mean, unless you have like a unless you're in a highly evolved relationship and y'all are doing a lot of communicating, but just as a gesture. You, you buy somebody flowers once a week or something like that, you know. So what happens if you skip a week, or if you just yeah. don't feel like buying flowers anymore? You just stop because it's boring. What does that mean? Does that mean the relationship is not good anymore? Does it mean you don't love her no more
0: because you stopped buying flowers? There's a lot of other shit involved. you're, you're, you're asking the wrong person, man. Because I'm 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 in theory, but not in practice because of uh, cowardice and the willingness to um, uh, make concessions. I'm against all of it. I never understood the the purpose of flowers. Which, in my understanding of the birds and bees analogy, it's it's a metaphor for pussy. You're basically yeah. sending okay. her a whole bunch of pussies. You're giving her some flowers so she'll give you a flower eventually. Right, right. It's like, listen, <laughs> listen. What are what are these uh, what are these budding soft pellet petals remind you of? Do these <laughs> these kind of look like pussy lips to you. They make they look like pussy lips to me. Can I see some pussy lips? Speaking of flower petals, <laughs> it's, just, it's, very, it's very, in your face. Yeah, it and, is. And and they're dead. They're de- like you. You could give them the little plant food that comes with them. And it's and if you're getting a decent bouquet sent to your lady, it's like eighty bucks. You know, it, it, you might get away oh, with fifty yeah. or sixty if you get us some little shit in a jar. But mm-hmm. anything you're going for a florist, I mean, and this is some shit that's growing for free. You know this is some shit out in nature. You don't Pretty. have to make effort. You could find it this is this is some shit that you're paying a top premium to have and and I understand why because as a business model, people aren't getting flowers every day, right? So on those holidays, you got to generate enough income to get you through the you know the two right. or three slow months that you're looking sense. into, right right. Right. And or apologies with, keep you afloat in between holidays. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with without without cheating, the, the the floral industry falls apart in a matter of months. The day that everybody starts being faithful to their girl, that whole industry dries up. You know, or or everybody stops hitting their woman. All, all of the horrible man things that you could do as a man that, that somehow you can make up with flowers, or just flowers, even dumb yeah. shit. I mean, I guess I'm making it very extreme. <laughs> it's just worst case scenario. Okay, yeah, if you beat your woman and cheat on her, you have to buy her flowers. But, a, l- but, a lot of flowers, though, to be, you well, know.
2: Right. A lot of
1: flowers, and they have to be, like, you know, they can't just be regular flowers. They got to be expensive. Whatever the upgrade is. Oh, God. You know, so but, if you were going to buy roses, whatever the upgrade for roses is, you got to buy those. They can't just be roses. They got to be, like, long stem <laughs> blue roses. You know what I'm no, saying? Black and blue roses. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It
2: whatever so the mentioned. upgrade is.
0: Take the upsell. Whatever it is. Oh. Dude, just just imagine if we got that bad as a civilization and that transparent, that there was like specific bouquets. Like, I'm sorry, I hit you. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> I hope you heal up. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, he's got he's got lilies. Like, you <laughs> banged your
1: wife's sister? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> That's what those flowers mean. And then and then when flowers show up at your girl's job, like everybody knows what you exactly did. Exactly what because you did. of the <laughs> flowers, you get a. Oh shit, that's the I fucked your cousin bouquet. Yeah, we saw that. Are y'all still together?
1: After after that bouquet he got you last month, we're still
2: together?
0: Charlene, I saw that I saw that he bought you lilies. (laughs) Which sister was it? Was it
1: Karen? (laughs) I know it was Karen. I know it was Karen. That fucking bitch.
0: (laughs) Oh shit. If you get a lotus petal, what did you do then? You just get a a lotus oh, that blooms God. for like... It's like 30 seconds and then it did withers. <laughs> <laughs> like 500 bucks. You did some really fucked up shit.
1: Oh, they're the most expensive flower you can find. That's for the absolute worst thing you could have possibly done. That's <laughs> terrible. I mean, it could go there, honestly. Because we've already kind of fetishized that whole idea of this will fix it. You know, flowers will fix it. That'll do it. It's this really generic fix-all band-aid whether it's you you're trying to impress a chick or you trying to uh, apologize for something that you did. Honestly, if you just want to run game on the community, you could just go to the local grocery store and buy some flowers and smile at the cashiers and shit. They'd be like, oh, he's a nice guy. He's buying somebody flowers. People make a lot of assumptions about this shit, man. Mm, that's flowers, something that's so simple. Like you said, it's basically being grown for free. Most of them. You know, most of them, unless it's some really super fancy shit that takes a lot of effort. I mean, roses and shit like I mean, they're not really that hard to grow, to be honest. They're really not that right. difficult to grow. If you can grow some roses and sell them, uh, that's a pretty good business model, I think.
0: And just just to be clear, I, I don't condone beating or cheating. I, I oh, feel like we're yeah, fine. where we have it. But, it has to be. We're going to be if you're gonna do it. If you're gonna you do should it buy some buy roses. Some
1: flowers afterwards. You Come should on. get her some
0: you should get her some black and blue roses. <laughs> oh <laughs> that's terrible. Get a bouquet <laughs> of black, a, a bouquet of waiting, black and yo, blue flowers. And then and then it like comes with a little teddy bear that's got a black eye, like <laughs> and a sling. Teddy bear's got a sling on it. The little wrap around its head, the bandage wrap around its head. It said the car says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you made me angry. I'm sorry you made me angry.
1: I'm sorry you made me do this again. I, w-
0: <laughs> I love you, Karen. Oh, I'm sorry you made me do this. That's fucking uh, horrible. It is just, it just is. imagine a whole line of tone deaf tone deaf <laughs> delivery goodies oh my
1: god it, it would work you know why it would work because shit, certain shit you know if you make it disrespectful enough like cards against humanity type shit yeah people love it, yo. Know? so if you went far enough left and made some i don't know if you could get away with the domestic abuse teddy bear it, it, i don't know i don't know if that was gonna the, fly the thing
2: is,
0: it's, it's not funny if it really happened it's not funny if it really happened, but if you were if you were sending it when it didn't happen, right? As a joke, funny. I think it and could be funny.
1: funny. That would be funny to send to your lady's job. I ain't gonna front. Send <laughs> to your woman's job to send a bear with a sling on it. Like, I'm sorry you made me do it again. Black your blue flowers and shit.
2: That's
1: kind of it's, it's funny. It's hilarious if it didn't happen. Oh. But and you, and we also should assume. I mean, I know. We have some screwy people in society, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that a person who's really beaten their woman probably wouldn't buy that product and <laughs> give it to her. Like, I don't think I think a hundred percent of our customers would be people who don't beat their wives.
0: Yeah, I I think it 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 would just be too on the nose if right, you yes, were to... too yeah, yeah. it's too good.
1: That's a good idea. I kind of like it.
0: I kind of like it.
1: Just Dude, tone I... death tone. <laughs> 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 Tone deaf teddy bears. Oh. Wow, it's a lot of touchy subjects. Oh, oh what? A, congratulations on coming out of the closet. Oh, somebody who's not even gay. Well, what do you get them for that? Oh, like a God. box of chocolate
0: dicks. <laughs> Assuming that it's a dude. I'd yeah, but if the girl, it doesn't matter because yeah, if it's I, a girl, who cares? I'm convinced at least sixty percent of women have at least tried it. You've at least kissed another girl, yeah, at the
1: very least. Right, you probably I, kiss
0: other girls often. That's the you
1: know that's well, the. Norm. No, I'm
0: talking about deep tongue, passionate kiss. Okay, it's yeah. like peck. I, I I think I I don't I don't have the data, but <laughs> I'm my gut my gut is telling me at least sixty percent of women have at least tried a deep passionate kiss. Yeah, not, not necessarily yeah. fisting, you know, a or, or double, double, necessarily double, not do fisting. Right. I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> escalated to that, but they've at least, they've at least taught each other how to kiss. Well,
1: how far you think it is between <laughs> the kiss? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, seemed, the like, yeah, it seemed like they were pretty close together on that map. <laughs> you just oh. went right from their kissing to the fisting. Those they seemed like neighbors.
0: I've watched a lot of porn. That's one thing I can tell you. It's a lot of porn in my memory banks. Oh man, that shit is destructive, bro. Dude, they sell nothing. Oh yeah, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's absolutely it's absolutely worse. I don't recommend it. For the only time you should watch porn is if 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 you just really don't have access to anything, and you're potentially just gonna you know lose it. Then yeah, it's it should it should be like a fire escape. But when it's becoming like a, a regular thing, like nah, it's it's probably bad. You're poisoning <laughs> your mind. Um yeah. but the um what was the other thing? Uh oh yeah, they sell bags of dicks. They sell like these, you can go online, it's like little gummies, but they're dick-shaped, and it's called bag of dicks, and you can order it. All so right, maybe, see? Maybe you can incorporate that into, you know, hey, welcome out of the closet. And you know, it's like a little container shaped like a closet when you open up, it's filled with a bag of dicks. That's horrible. Yeah, I think I That's mean pretty, I mean the fact that you can buy be horrible, but it's also I mean it's sweet, it's supportive. It's <laughs> sweet
1: and supportive. It's
0: supportive. Like, no, what? well, what's the matter? They're penises. Listen, you would get murdered. <laughs> I thought you, you guys get- loved penises. <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple of places on earth where you would get murdered for, for even have being in possession. Of something like that So, right. so <laughs> we should celebrate the fact That we're, we're progressive enough That we could freely send that Even as a gag Even to somebody who's not gay Because there right. was a point e- Even within our lifetime Like I think in the 90s You'd be obligated to beat the shit out of somebody yeah, you If have they to. sent you a bag of dicks as a gag You would be
1: you so enraged. Yeah there's got to be a fight. There's got to be at least some kind of physical confrontation. You can't just laugh at it, and you definitely got to throw them in the garbage. You can't eat them.
2: <laughs>
1: you can't eat them, and you can't even you can't leave with them either. Because leaving with them is worse
0: than eating them in front of everybody. It was like, yo, what you do with those? Uh... <laughs> Snacking on, popping them in your mouth while you're working. Man, what if you beat the dude's ass, but then you just, but you still eat him anyway? Like, I'm hungry. Well, well not eating them, eat them is, is funny. If you eat them in
1: front of everybody, but if you take the bag and leave, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you're yeah, you never going to fix this one.
0: Oh, here's another horrible one you could do. Like when you cheat on your girl, you send her uh, a thing of chocolates, but it's all shaped like naked strippers.
1: Mm. Maybe if you look like this. A reminder of her infidelity uh, of your infidelity yeah just to remind her of the standard she needs to reach to stop you from
0: cheating <laughs> if <laughs> when you open up the box it says that like around the border of the chocolates it'll be in the little you know the the shape that you pull it so around the contours of it's like if you looked on this if you look like this i wouldn't stray you know just something again that <laughs> puts it on her the onus is on
1: her why you did wrong that's awesome well, I mean, yeah, I mean of course it's her fault. It has to be. It has to be. It just only makes logical sense. <laughs> I like that though. I definitely like that. I like where this is going. Blaming people. <laughs> <laughs> it's no matter what happened, it's definitely not your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry you made me do this. It's the,
0: that's the, the, (laughs) I'm sorry you made me do this collection. Right.
1: That's the underlying theme. The underlying theme. I'm I'm
0: sorry you made me do this, right? You go to the website. It's like love, birthday, graduation. I'm sorry you made me do this. (laughs) It's it's a new genre. Dude, I
1: love it. I love it. These are the businesses that could, Fuck around and make you a million dollars if you if you don't talk yourself out of it. Because I mean, like I said, you can you can go online right now and order a bag of dicks. Yeah. So who's maintaining that business?
0: Somebody had to get the factory, the molds, the molds, and set it all up to be like, hey, hey, we're gonna need four hundred bags of dicks by the end of the week. We got where they're shipping out. We have Imagine. to mass produce these dicks. Imagine Googling dick mold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just step one this, of your dream. This is step one. I'm going oh to have to Google God.
0: dick mold.
1: What if, <laughs> it's not going to be fun, but I got to do it.
0: <laughs>
1: this is research. This is valuable research. Yeah, you And they went through with it. Somebody got that idea after smoking a couple bowl rips and probably drinking a little bit. And they got that idea, and somehow when they woke up the next day, it was still funny, and it still sounded like a good idea. That's amazing to me. I gotta respect that, bro. I gotta respect that, and I bet you they're making enough money to make it make sense. If you're making, if you're making two hundred dollars a month profit on selling gummy penises, you winning. <laughs> I don't care how much he's making. Anything that's considered profit. It's enough to cover his time and energy, the the procuring of the gelatin penises and <laughs> shipping them out, and his market, all the shit that you got to handle. If he's making anything on top of that to make it worthwhile, he's fucking winning the game, bro. That's amazing. I don't,
0: I don't disagree. I feel inspired.
1: For real. I'm sure you can make boobs, too. You can make everything. I don't know if that's as funny, though. It's not. Gummy boobs aren't as funny. Yeah, just when I just it said is. it. Yeah, when I just they, said
0: it, it didn't even have the same ring to it. <laughs> they, they, they could look like little eyeballs. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you, you're not totally sure what they are. Yeah, yeah. It could be googly eyes instead of boobs,
1: and nobody right. would know the difference. Easily. Yep, yep. You can't really make vaginas because they would be completely indiscernible. It's like, that's just a, a melted gummy at this point. Right. <laughs> you don't know what that is. It was just a bunch of malformed gummy bears in his back. You don't, <laughs> don't know what that is. Uh look like somebody left some gummy bears in a hot car for a little while and came back to get them.
0: Why do you, why do you have a bag full of gummy fish lips? What the fuck is going on? Why do you have fish mouths? <laughs> gummy trout mouths. What is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good. See, that's what I'm saying. Nothing works. That Penises. They got the market cornered, bro. Gummy yeah. penises. Yeah. They got it. If they pick the best products yeah. and the best body part. <laughs> they, they thought it through, and they're like, "No, gummy dicks. That's right. the if way. Have gummy body parts. What else could it be? Yeah. Nobody wants gummy hands, gummy face. Like, no, nothing else is funny. Nothing else is good enough. Mm-mm. It's got to be Connect. gummy penises, bro. Everybody's gonna buy them. Dudes right. gonna buy them to call their friends gay. Women right. are gonna buy them for their like bachelorette, bachelorette, bachelorette parties and all yeah. that yeah. kind of shit. So <laughs> I've
0: got a bag of dicks. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious." Hey, let me put one in your mouth now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's too good, man. How do people come up with this shit? This shit is genius. It is. Gummy penises, bro. That's some revolutionary shit. (sighs) You got to give it to them,
0: man. Yeah, I would have never come up. I could have never came up with that. Well, I guess the first thing to do is get a VPN so that you can start really searching <laughs> your your ideas without apprehension. Cause like you said that first search is gonna be gelatin dick molds. Right. And that's gonna be the first thing. And I think most people, I think at least 400,000 people had that idea, but it was the one guy or gal who was like, you know what, I don't care. Hey, I'm gonna it. carry it through. I'm gonna It'll see. It'll be it on my browser history. I already got all kinds of wild shit in there. This ain't gonna matter. Yeah, exactly. This is vanilla compared to right. the rest of the shit that I've been doing. <laughs> <with.
2: laughs>
1: gelatin penis mold. That's easy. It's light stuff. And there's and there's a bunch of Chinese companies that already make the dick molds. They've oh, been yeah. waiting for you. They've been waiting for you. They're like, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to, you don't have to call them and get no special shit set up. Like, like, Oh, I want to make some gelatin penises. Like ah, right, yeah, we got 36 different penises to choose from. You just let us know what mold you want and we'll have them ready for you
0: and we actually have 6 factories that are completely empty right now that are dedicated to dick mold <laughs> to fashion to just
1: dick molds that's right. all there we've been we waiting got six for this different mold. locations right right, uh, right now our capacity is 42,000 dicks a day <laughs> that's
0: what so either Either you're going to expand or five of your competitors are going to fill out the other ones. But we're confident right. that this is a growing industry, pun oh, intended.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. sell them. So, listen, you might want to make your investment now. That's amazing. That's exactly what it was, yo. Because no matter what you search for, no matter what you try to find, somebody's already set up, especially some factory in China. They already got it. They already got it. They got a 1,000 of them. They're just waiting for you to come pay, you know, 46 cents each. So you can share, that's one of, it's gotta be, that's the easiest way in the world to make money in America. It's kind of sad, but is to find some crappy-ass Chinese product that you find online and look for it to match some kind of trend. Like, you you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that there were some people who became millionaires from selling fidget spinners. Oh, for sure. Fidget spinners. Because for they saw sure. it coming. They saw it bubbling they already knew about the Chinese factories and shit. And it was like, you know what? Let me get like 10,000 of these shits. And, and them just... shits went away
0: as quickly as they yep. came.
1: Yep. And I knew they would. But just the fact that when if you can catch one of those things, one of the biggest ones I remember when I first, it was years ago, when I first started kind of coming into the consciousness of doing online commerce or, you know, just trying to make a T-shirt company or anything like that. I was like just starting to think in those terms. And I remember seeing a news report about a guy who made a website right, right when uh, they announced that they killed Osama bin Laden. He made a website for uh, We Got Him Some Shit Like That t-shirt. And he put he had a picture of Osama bin Laden with the target on his face. It said, We Got Him and some USA shit. He mocked it up the same night he saw it and he put the website online and he had $17,000 in payments before he ever printed a shirt. Wow. $17,000 in payment before he printed a shirt. And that was just like I said, before he even got started. So who knows what he actually made by the time he bought a few hundred shirts, printed them, shipped them out, took more orders, bought some advertising. That was just off the strength of the name of the shirt and we got him and the whole SEO shit that he did. But that's fucking amazing. To make almost 20 grand on a on a dot com and a photoshopped t shirt. That's pretty it's
0: gangster, a, bro. It's it's impressive, man. It really makes me um, feel like a piece of shit that I haven't made a million dollars yet. There's there's uh, literally infinite amount of ways yeah. in, in, in 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 this uh, in this country to become a millionaire. That's and true. the fact that I haven't figured one of them out yet, it really, it really makes me loathe my existence. <laughs> you know what it is?
1: It's the fact that this uh sense of integrity, so-called integrity. So it I think it it is crippling to a degree because we hold ourselves to this standard that corporations don't hold themselves to. The average right. people who you see make a, a power move like that, they don't, you know, they don't give a shit. They'll grab something from column A for cheap. Move it around the column B, sell it for triple, and get out the game. Oh, it's like
0: no, like like a ten thousand percent markup right doesn't bother them at all. Nothing where, where, at all where you would feel like, uh, this I don't know. Like it's I'm not, not, not really right. offering anything valuable. Like it feels dirty to make this much from this. But if it can sell at that price in the marketplace, right. you know, you're not letting the, the market determine the value, you know, you're undercutting yourself. So I get it, man. It's
1: I get rough, it, man. It's a rough thing to, to navigate because, like you said, it's a lot of money out here. It's a lot of ways to get rich. And once you're rich, then you could really, that's when you do whatever you want to do. That's when you'd be like, okay, now I'm going to become a masterful you know, investor and environmentalist and philanthropy and you could do whatever you want, but when you're trying to get to that place, it's like you, you you come to the realization, I think, a lot of people come to the realization, maybe I just need to buy this cheap-ass plastic shit from China that has probably poison paint on it and fucking just sell a billion of them or sell however, you know, a couple hundred thousand of them on this website. It's going to be a, a glow-in-the-dark fucking chew toy for dogs and it, whatever. <laughs> whatever some led chew toy for dogs that you could throw at night and shit while you walking them and somebody will sell thousands of them shits bro i saw people selling water bottles they just bought these water bottles from china and they marketed them to some high-end you know 200 hundred dollar yoga pants soccer moms right and it was the cheapest well not the cheapest it was the cheapest well-made product that they could find you know, not right. some crappy thing that you're gonna tap and it drops and breaks or something like that. So it was decent, but it was still pennies. And right. you flipped it and sold it to people on Instagram under a certain, ha- you know, the right hashtags, the right pictures, and the right people see it because you could have sold it for nine ninety nine and sold a few hundred thousand of them to dollar store people who want to treat themselves. But you sell it for forty nine ninety
0: nine, and now you know the right people hey. are looking at it and right. they're like, "Okay, I'll take it now." and make no mistake that's the only reason why morality has even entered into the marketplace it's not cuz anyone gives a fuck about morality it's because all of the connections like to social media culture which is big on the virtue signaling shit you're you're having to comply with that culture really to be profitable and find the people that you want to market to like it like you're if you're going to be successful online you have to kind of be within that culture yeah, to move shit. So yeah. that's it. Because then you you know you attach something to a hashtag. I guarantee you, people. I guarantee you, people. I I guarantee you, um, there's like there's like Black Lives Matter T-shirts and their little yep. wristbands. Remember for like oh you know testicle cancer and you know spousal abuse is this color and blah blah blah. I guarantee you there's like little wristbands. There's all sorts of accoutrements geared towards all of this shit.
1: It sucks, man. I mean to the fact that we get tied up in these ideas like you said of morality and the whole exchange of it, it it definitely slows down a lot of progress cuz I, oh, I, no. I I should have bought a, a product from China a long time ago and sold that shit.
0: Listen, if people <laughs> if if people are profiting off of fomenting racial hatred to the point we're on the verge of a race war, I don't think there's much you can do that that's that that, that that's bad. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's true. And and you got to get to a point where you say, fuck it, you got to find a place where you can get in and grab something and it won't feel that bad, I guess, because I'm a firm believer in people. I think you should do anything that you feel like you can do and still sleep at night. I, I wouldn't hold other people to the same standard of morality I hold myself to, you know what I'm saying? Because there's some shit that other people are going to do and they don't care. They won't think twice about it. And it's like, all right, well, you know, if you. If if you're looking at a kind of product to sell and you realize that you're going to take advantage of a certain situation or a group of people or it's just some bad politics around it and it doesn't ever occur to you to switch something else or, or try to find a better product, like if it, if it never occurs to you to do that, then I say, fuck it, you're supposed to do it. We can't trick people into feeling something that they don't feel. The people who shouldn't do it are the ones who have you know a gut feeling about it. And they feel weird. And those are the people who shouldn't compromise. But if there's nothing there to compromise. Then what are we even you know what are we talking about.
0: I want to make horrible commercials. Horrible commercials. or purpose. <laughs> I want to like I want to test the bounds of consumerism. Like people's like allegiance to brands. Like put out parody commercials. Just to make the point that people will still buy this shit. Even if it has like the most horrible advertising. Like mm. I was thinking of a way like like I respect like Nike is so full of shit, but I, I just I respect the way that they've they've co-opted like black coolness to sell like overpriced sneakers. Their their distribution, you know, and manufacturing is is questionably ethical, but not necessarily illegal, right? And and no matter what, like all all of the all of the charges that are railed or leveled against like evil corporations, you can say is true of Nike, like it's a hugely marked up product, it's absolutely exploiting uh, a culture for its brand of cool and marketing, uh, it's created in an exploitative way, right? And it and it makes it generates billions and billions of dollars, and people buy shit religiously. Like there's yeah. all kinds of subcultures attached to buying these shoes. And the shit that they did with Kaepernick was ingenious because they flipped it like they were like they were the moral ones. Like, yeah, man, we stand yo, here's eighty million dollars. Yeah, that's right. We're we're that's this is where we're at morally. We're with you. But I remember, like I remember in the nineties, I remember Chuck D calling out Nike. I remember like conscious uh, movement you know movements where people were talking about you know how nike was fucked up it was getting young kids to hurt each other to get sneakers you know and they were like basically just you know uh using like uh you know young black culture like the coolness of it to sell the shoes but not really giving that much back like i remember people had a problem with nike and like fast forward now like people fucking love it more than ever. Like there's a religious dedication to Nike. So I'm like, yo, what could Nike do? Like what kind of commercials could you put out and people would still buy Nikes? I couldn't think of one commercial that would end Nike's career. Like, not one. Like I thought of one where, you know, a guy, you know, is just holding a baby and he and he and he just gets it in his head. It's like, you know, you hear his inner thoughts like, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should. And then he just starts punching the baby, and then the logo <laughs> pops up. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> it's definitely going to sue you. People would still buy Nikes. There would, I guarantee you there would be some sort of justification of why it was still okay to buy Nikes. Like, listen, you know, if you d- would you punch anybody? Yeah, yeah, I would punch people. So why would you treat babies any different? Like, if anything, if you're not punching the baby, it's because you're a racist. Like, you're treating the baby differently. (laughs) Like, that shit is racist. (laughs) Uh, I never understood why people expected Nike or any
1: corporation, for that matter, to... That whole concept of giving back, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because you kind of... You just made an exchange. Right. You gave them money, they gave you the shoe. So how are they still connected to owing you something in that equation?
0: No. I you know, it, there was um, you know, not the you per se. I'm just saying money. like yeah. people.
1: But but to think like, oh, they're not giving back, giving back to what did they have to give back? What did they take? Right. They didn't do any, they sold you a shoe. What else do you want from them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is anybody else tied to that? Or if if so, if, if people start uh breaking and doing home invasions and shooting people for Xboxes, is that Xbox's fault for making that shit so good that people want to steal it?
0: No, I don't think you I don't think you could blame. Them. I think what it was was the notion that because uh like uh young black culture um loved Nike shit, you know, people wanted to emulate that and so inadvertently like young black youth culture Helped sell Nikes uh, And I don't And I don't know If it was the chip, you know, what came first The chicken or the egg Like if they were marketing uh, To those kids first Or they just noticed that, okay This is who is buying and who loves our shoes And was actually making our shoes Popular uh, Let's get Spike Lee to do some commercials right. So, I, I don't know I, I just know that it was a debate on Whether they did, but, but I'm with you Like I don't, you know, uh it's 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 only now where you can hurt your bottom line if you're not perceived as doing something, you know, beneficial. Like you are giving back. But yeah, at the end of the day, like you don't expect it you go to them to buy a shoe. I want yeah. your shoe, yeah. you know. And, and the reality is, is, most people don't care how the shoes made or how the shoe gets there. But you know, there was the I don't know when it got injected into it, but I think. I think craft Brands was like the first one, like it set the precedent when that brand was sold, that the company was worth more just because of the brand recognition. And that like kind of set the precedent that, you know, how powerful uh, brands are. And so, you know, and then people started attaching lifestyle to brands, you know, you, you, you know, these are your values and this is your lifestyle and this is the kind of person you are if you're associated with this. So they really started, advertisers started to really tap into like sacred, important things, you know, uh, for us that were, that that are valuable to us, um, that they wanted attached to that, to that brand or idea. So that's just the, that's the culture and the, you know, that's, that's what we're in right now. That's, that's the climate that we're in is that everybody's brand has to mean more than Amazon doesn't just deliver you packages, right? They're, they're taking a moral position that they're against racism, right? Nike just isn't selling you shoes, you know. They're they're with you for social justice as long as that social justice isn't in China, you know. They're with you. So I just see it as is. It's it's transparent to me. I don't I don't expect none of them to be moral, but it's just funny that that's such an easy way. That's just such an easy way to get people on board. Like, oh yeah, I care too. Word. Okay, great
1: yeah I don't think anybody the problem is they don't really care enough to hold any type of accountability as long as they get a cool looking shoe that has a nice market value and I think that's really what I'm, I'm not a sneaker guy so I can't really say but I'm not when I look at Jordans especially I really just don't get it I don't get it I don't understand how that shit is so sought after and so popular other than just Like you said, the brand, lifestyle, name recognition, all of that stuff. Because just looking at the sneaker itself doesn't really tell me anything about its value. You could line it up with seven other shoes from other companies, and I wouldn't be able to pick out which one was forty bucks and which one was two hundred.
0: But but it's its own thing. Like I feel the same way about the shoes, though, as I feel about cars. Like there's some people like, yo, this is a blah blah blah, and it's equipped with the blah blah blah, you know, and they know all the ins and outs, and that shit is just sexy as fuck to them. But I see the car and I'm like, I don't care. Does that shit get me from point A to point B? <laughs> right. that's, that's the extent that I give a fuck about a car. But the um, the sexiness that it presents to other people and how much they're into that shit, there's definitely that thing with shoes. Like, people know, like, yo, this is the edition. This was limited. This only came out in purple for X amount of years. And there's only this many in circulation. Like, they know that shit. It's, it's a whole nother thing, man. That's yo amazing. Nike Nike could put out a commercial of nothing like they could retouch like the Rodney King tape and just have all the officers wearing Nike shoes and it just pops up the logo just do it. People would still buy Nikes.
1: Yo their stock would go through the roof right now. <laughs> They'd be like yo all the cops that's all the ex all the cops are buying. That'd be like the universal shoe for cops, yo. The whole country of cops will be wearing that, that, whatever brand of Nikes or whatever style that was, they'd all go out and cop a pair tomorrow to show solidarity. And everybody, all all Lives Matter people will be wearing them too. <laughs> I think Nike should just double down and do that shit. They should, <laughs> <laughs> they, they should have a Black Lives Matter shoe right. and a and a Blue Lives Matter shoe.
0: And people are so And be like, on vote vote with ends. your dollars,
1: yo. Vote with your right. dollars.
0: But nobody cares, right? Nobody's talking to the other side, right? They're Everybody's in their own bubble. Like, I would venture to say that they could they could possibly get away with it. Me too. I these think are so. T- these are two girls that hate each other that aren't going to talk to each other. You could cheat on them. You could be with one and the other. They're never going to. They hate each other. They're not going to find out. Put, put out the, you know, you could have retouch tapes or like cops chasing the perps but they got nikes on so they're running super fast you just make it like the heroic police brutality shoe and you will you will move all those units and you just (laughs) and you have you re-put out the betsy ross shit they would eat that up like even that those were going for like a grand or two grand something crazy you know you know how much a,
1: a rebel flag pair of nikes would go for right now oh shit all them angry NASCAR people, oh, they eat shit. that shit up, yo. They, and you know Nike don't give a shit. Oh,
0: so dude. it's not like okay, they lose I think, anything. I think we found our Chinese product, man. Let's oh. get some bootleg Nike Confederate flag uh, General Lee Ones. The, yo, get those <laughs> General out Lee there.
1: Ones. That's <laughs> awesome. Yo, people will buy them. I guarantee we could take. we could get a whole bunch of... Uh, angry, southern, mostly white folks to buy that shoe.
0: Oh my god, they would
1: love it. We would just have to come up with uh, um, we'd need like a fake CEO of the business. They couldn't find out it was a black person behind it. They <laughs> not That would piss him off. I think we need to get like a computer generated white person. (laughs) He'd have to be like, we'd have to have the computer run all kinds of (laughs) simulations to find the algorithm of the most trustworthy white face. And we just make him that guy. (laughs) He'd be the CEO. (laughs) Hello,
2: consumers.
1: (laughs) Now we probably have to get the most trustworthy white voice, too. He would need a little bit of a Southern accent, not too much. I'm
0: your Caucasian CEO. Here to provide you with the highest quality shoe.
1: Yeah, there it is. Introducing the General the Lee ones. The General Lees.
0: Nike has realized we have alienated some of our consumer base with all of this woke horse shit. And Whoa. we want Whoa. we want you to know we want to provide sneakers to you too. Introducing the Police Brutality 3s. <laughs> PB3. PB3. Let's be, oh, yeah. let's be politically PB3. correct here. Yeah, we
1: don't want to gaslight anybody. Let's just call them PB threes, and then Black Twitter figures out that it means police brutality. <laughs> Yo, these shits are police brutality threes. Oh, I already bought them. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, and then be what's that said? Be on one of those websites selling for triple the prices, because you can only make. I think that's the trick, right? You only make t- a thousand of
0: them. Oh, of course. Like sneaker stocks. Like, like there's, 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 there's a stock market for sneakers online. Right. So yeah, you make those super rare. You have them, like, in, I don't know, like, silver, blue, and black. Like, it's all cop colors. You can do it, man. The PB3s and the General Lee ones.
1: Dude, you can make a whole racist line of sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) You can make a whole line of sneakers with different racist (laughs) icons. Racist icons from over the years.
2: (laughs)
0: Dude, you start having oh oh, this is terrible. You start having commercials, like, but it's like set in the times of roots. You know, and so and so Ezekiel's cracking the whip, but then like the whip as it strikes and kind of swings back, it merges into the swoosh sign as it closes out the and it just raises up, just do it.
2: Oh
1: my. It'd be called like Nike supremacy. (laughs) go to nikesupremacy.com for all of our you know all of our new revolutionary
0: oh shit
1: revolutionary footwear nike supremacy
0: yo but it wouldn't hurt nike sales at all people would make a choice like they'd be like i fucking hate that they're doing this but But, i'm not gonna not buy right the black and red 88 jordans blah 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 blah, i'm not gonna not buy those right that's awesome, dude.
1: That's awesome. We got the Richard Spencers. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm just saying all white.
1: Yeah, just Richard Spencers is just just all, all white, white. with all no white. with, with oh, no soles, with okay. no soles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just like a flat. It's just like a flat slipper. Just the, all white with no soles. Just the bottom is a pink wood block, dude. You okay. that that's a perfect that's a perfect troll. To start putting out there, you know, because they put out, you know, milk, milk's the official drink of white supremacy. Yo, all white Nikes are secretly the premier sought after shoe of white supremacists. And they call them the Richard Spencer's. Yeah, Yo, yeah. let me get that Rich- pair of Richard Spencer's. Some
1: Spencer's, bro.
0: If yeah. you put that shit out there, like in short, like, yeah, the Richard Spencer's, like an all white, and you just son of like, wait a minute, I thought. I thought those were the Air blah blah blahs. Like oh, nah nah, oh. These, are the, these are the Richard Spencers.
1: I need more than not, anymore, they're not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> appropriated. Yeah, white people reclaimed them. Oh They, they reclaimed the white Nikes, bro.
0: Oh, dude, if I, I hate to give people ammunition to do hateful shit to undermine other people, but you like if like all of these dudes, you know, I you remember the Kaepernick shit? They were going on social media and burning their Nikes. Right, you know, to show how much they hated Nikes. First of all, you already paid for the shoes, Stupid. so I don't know who the. F- right, you just burned fucking two hundred dollars shoes that you paid for. You didn't hurt their bottom line at all. You already bought them, but you and know you gave how them you-
1: publicity because now they're trending because everybody's right. hashtagging their Nike shoes that they're burning.
0: Right, and the, and you know, Nike ran an algorithm before they doubled down on all this shit. They were like, hmm, the number of our shoe sales versus the number of I'm burning my shoes uh video circulating yeah they did the math and the I'm ratio it here. right it made <laughs> sense it made sense like okay but if you really wanted to like undermine that shit like yo start appropriating nike cuz that that's the number one way to get black people to hate shit is once white people start liking it too much so many rap careers and comedians ha- and musicians in general have been ruined once white people started loving them too much once yeah. white people like the black people like, oh, uh, this shit is kind of corny now. Yeah, like that's if- an over that's an overall weakness. That's a weakness
1: because because to be honest, think about it as a society, right? If there was a if there was a collective body politic for black people, do you know how much money you could extract from the system if we had an understanding about this kind of shit? Because mm-hmm. why would you abandon something that you consider yours? Because white people start liking it. You know what I'm saying? That means you you can capitalize on that shit now. Now is the time for you to really take advantage of this shit. Like, I never understood also how... Um, I remember with Shea Moisture before... Because they sold it now. But the people who used to own it were black. And they changed their marketing. And they added some lighter skin people in there. I think there was a red-haired lady. And, you know, just to try to make it look more inclusive. And their black customers got upset. They were mad at them all over Twitter, everything. And this was before the word, you know, cancel was being thrown around. But people were definitely upset about it and talking about, like, not supporting them anymore. And and I've seen stuff like that pretty often. And it always confused me because I feel like if you're going to, you got a black owned business. The best place you can get money from is from your so-called oppressor. If you can get them to buy your product, it you can make it more accessible for your people. That changes right at lower cost because they're taking the brunt of it. So this is something you're supposed to rally behind and support them. Like a completely efficient black business, the most efficient black business that you could have takes all its money from white people and puts it into black development. Families, communities, other jobs Hiring, all that shit That's the most efficient black business That you can have Is it runs on 100% White revenue coming in And supports nothing but black people on the other side If you're talking about Those type of politics And those type of setups, black business That's the best way you right. can do it
0: There's no better way to set it up But you you know what it is though Is that the the people that are conscious in that way Where they're like You know, I want to support black there's a there's an unacknowledged hypocrisy in that they don't want to be told that they don't have access to anything that white people have. Like, now I'm going to drive this, or I'm going to wear this, or I'm going to own this, because right, right. I got the money to do that, and I I don't want you to tell me that if I'm not white, I can't have access to it. But, by, but in, in the inverse, you know, completely, you know, hypocritical, hypocritically and unironically, they'll just be like, but um this shit is mine and I don't want anybody that's not black being around it or having access to it right It's like, well wait a minute you you resent that if that's put on you as a barrier but then but then you want to do the same thing and then moreover than that, um putting that barrier up there like you said like you're you're limiting the potential revenue. so if you really did just want to think completely in racist terms and you're making the complaint that, non-black businesses are extracting black wealth and not reinvesting into the black community there's no better way to build up your business than to have mass appeal right and 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 the the, and another uh hypocrisy about it is that 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 was imposed on hip-hop for a little bit in the early 90s and that shit went away quick fast what's that the the idea that uh there, there was a desire to not have white listeners.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Um, I guess it, the only time I, I remember it really changing, as cliche as it sounds, was with Eminem. Because before really? that, yeah, because you know why? Uh, third base was never white to us. Like we, I know you know the one guy they're Jewish and like they're super white when you really think about. it. Right. Now, it's not white but Jewish and they're they're basically more aligned with the people who are usually behind the scenes getting the bread than they are with the rappers and the DJs and shit like that. Right. So but they never registered as white to us. Third base weren't white rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like they just it just never that connection never got made in our brains. They just weren't white rappers. It was third base. Eminem was the first white rapper I really remember. Him being said, it was because I think it's mostly because of his content and how he abra- embraced that shit that we all thought white people were anyway. Growing up in the hood, we thought white people was weirdos who did a lot of crazy drugs and and they you know they they flip they flip out and kill their parents and shit. And then Eminem comes out and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill my parents. I'm gonna put my <laughs> baby mama in the trunk. I'm gonna do some drugs." I'm like, "Yeah, that's some white boy shit. That's he's a he's a white rapper." He was the first white rapper I really remember. LP wasn't even a white rapper to me. He was a nerd rapper. He was a nerd rapper. He was definitely on some spaced out shit as far as I was concerned. But I didn't consider him a white rapper.
0: No, there was definitely. I mean, you got the Beastie Boys. You got House of Pain. Um, Beastie got, Boys uh,
1: more so than House of Pain to me. I didn't listen to them much, but they, I didn't really. I know they're, they're Irish and shit, but I don't know. I don't no, know they're why. Jewish. They are?
0: Yeah, Jewish. Wait, House, hold, of, hold on, hold House of Pain was Irish. But Beastie oh no, that's Jewish. what I meant.
1: That's what oh I meant. okay, okay, okay. I was about to
0: say, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Everlast, <laughs>
1: Everlast, maybe. Yeah, they put, they put fast one on me. I don't know. <laughs> but Yeah, I guess uh Beastie Boys. I feel you on Beastie Boys, but they were also a little bit,
0: just a little bit before my time. Yeah, I knew. There was never white identity in there like like you might be right with the Eminem shit and he he did open up a whole nother um set of fan base where like that gave way to where now you know uh Biscuit is selling to that same audience um insane clown Posse was selling to that same audience shit where if you were a hip hop head you might not really be interested in that cuz honestly like the only Eminem album I ever owned was uh Marshall Mathers. Like his his first one was was dope, you know, but it just wasn't I don't know. He he always kind of like he's incredible, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. But he he always kind of felt kind of like a, like a novelty kind of to me. Oh yeah, it, for sure. It, you know, it, it yeah. wasn't you know, but but I just mean is like there was there was a position of you know, um if this shit gets to too many white people it loses its authenticity yeah. so there's a handful of white people and you could be vetted and you'd be like all right all right, you're, okay okay but there was a, and that was the knock against you know Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer like you're making this too accessible to white america where 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 people that don't really know or are part of the culture are now being exposed to the music and we don't like that but the irony of it is is sales went up for everybody after that your your potential to sell a hip-hop record after that went up even if you were an authentic artist so right so i totally forgot about
1: vanilla ice i totally he just slipped my mind completely totally forgot about vanilla ice i remember vanilla Vanilla ice was clearly a white rapper rapper. and ironically
0: enough he got the gas face by true two Jewish rappers. True. And yeah, <laughs> he wasn't good
1: enough. He right. was like, let's get out in front of this one and diss that guy. Right. But yeah, he was uh yeah, I remember him that might have been the
0: first virtue him. signaling on record. Oh shit. Where's some the of the Third good bites?
1: Preemptively dissing yeah. vanilla ice to I I that probably felt that probably bought them some time, honestly, because hip hop was about to take a major turn. So that probably helped them out a little bit when you think about it. But, but third base seemed like they were always, they always seemed like they were in pretty tight. Like Vanilla Ice was a man without a country. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was a man without a country. He was just out there in the world by himself. And I don't think uh, third base was with everybody we already knew and loved.
0: Right, he was. They, they were, um, were well, like KMD and
1: yeah, yeah. Like they the, all the Native right.
0: tongues was hanging around them. Nas, right. they
1: brought Nas out. Like right. it's just. You know, I just felt they they never felt separate from the culture to me. When Eminem came in, he felt like something separate from the culture. And I felt like he brought a lot of shit with him that we weren't sure about. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it's like it's like inviting somebody to your house. And when they come, they got their dog with them and shit. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, I told you to come over, but I didn't know you were going to bring a dog. You brought a dog? Like I brought it,
0: my I brought my dog and my dead exes in the trunk.
1: Yeah, and I got a I got a big trunk that I'm bringing in like one of those uh, with the prop comedy, like <laughs> a carrot top. It you comes want to wanna, wanna do a whole top. bottle of pills with me? Yeah. <laughs> like you know what? I I think I'm gonna recall my invite, and <laughs> yeah, he was weird, man. He was super weird. I didn't know, but he wasn't the first uh, rapper to weird me out. So I'm I'm definitely not racist. The uh, first. Cameron
0: fucked his aunt. Cameron fucked his aunt and put uh, urine in his uh, grandfather's orange juice, and fed somebody a poodle. Okay,
1: so I don't even know what to do with any of that. I don't know where.
0: You don't. You don't, <laughs> don't... remember. You don't remember Cameron's confessions, bro. I don't listen to Cameron, bro. At all. Not I even when listen... he first came out. No,
1: I, I didn't listen uh... to Cameron at all. Okay. He's never. Um... Yeah, I, I just he didn't do it for me ever. Ever. I listened to him ironically a few times, like because I knew funny shit was gonna happen. You know, when you hear about when you hear about something he was gonna say in the song, like, a song, like I B-movie
0: listened movie rapper.
1: Basically, <laughs> basically, basically. It's like it's like watching Black Exploitation. But I actually watch Black Exploitation. I definitely don't listen to Cameron. Okay. I don't remember Cameron ever and I'm not saying that he hasn't, but I don't ever remember a song or a verse that he was on where I felt impressed or I felt like, oh shit, that was dope. Every time I heard him, it was like, yeah, I know who that is. That's Cameron, but I've never actually liked anything that he's done. I Never, mean, he, never.
0: He, he came out at a time where, I mean, that was the height of my, my album thievery slash purchasing. So <laughs> a, a, anything slash. that, anything that was coming out, like that's, that's around the time I bought Mike Geronimo. I bought nine second album. You know, I bought Noriega's okay. first album.
1: <laughs> Nine was the homie, bro. He was so funny, that fucking voice, man. It's like back in the day, it was cool to us to listen to him, but I don't know, maybe a, probably a couple years ago, three or four years ago, I was listening to some music on uh, on YouTube, just some old stuff that I wanted to hear, and Nine came up, and I just laughed through his whole song. It was just like that voice is so ridiculous, bro. <laughs> 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 it's so ridiculous. Back in the day it was cool, but then when you listen to it as an adult, it's like I, I don't I don't now I understand why he wasn't around long. Like you can't hold that down for too many recording sessions, bro. I don't know how much of that you got in you.
0: Right, before he did ir- irreparable damage. Oh yeah, you, you, there's larynx. no coming back yeah. from this.
1: You get two albums and that's it.
0: Right. And then and then you sound like the DOC for the rest of your life.
1: Forever. Dude, that's You're it. Done. That's the homie though I was listening to when I found his music, I was listening to Il and ill and Al scratch yeah I'll scratch, oh
2: that yeah, was,
1: that was when gangsters could still party, like he wasn't sure because there was like these really cool swagged out dudes, but they also had like five hundred people around them with motorcycles and stuff, and right. talking <laughs> about shooting people. It's like these are the coolest killers I ever seen. <laughs>
2: They, they decided was all, to have a
1: good time. Yeah, but we could yeah. kill you if we decide to. Like, the coolest killers ever. They was all like Nino browned out, and yeah, right. it was it was funny, man. Nineties hip hop,
0: bro. Yeah, have <laughs> have some cotton candy and and hold this pistol just in case.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> Eating cotton candy to hold his pistol. But things, <laughs> shit like that is what uh Cameron actually kind of brought into hip hop, didn't he? He was the first person to start with the. Like really extravagant pink shit and like he was going
0: nutty with it for a while. Well and that, just... that's when I completely dropped out. So I don't know. All pink oh, okay. dipset Cameron, I don't know. I was I was totally that's out of the, the loop. That's only one that I point. know. Okay. Yeah, I, I was totally out of the loop at that point, but I know most people who know Cameron know him in in that era. Um yeah. I I knew him first time I heard him was on a Big L's album. I forget. I want to say he was on either 8 is Enough or The Graveyard. I can't remember. I don't Kill, remember. Killer Kill Cam. And then I think his first album came out. Is was either 96 or 97. And he was on there with some super gay looking like uh, steel workers, like overalls, oh, holding like a blacksmith hammer. Oh, yeah. You remember that cover? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Definitely.
1: Yeah. Definitely
0: remember that one. So when I heard, I think the first thing I heard from him was some song with DMX. And I don't remember the name of it.
1: That's a bad sign. Already. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's <laughs> already a bad sign. This guy was shirtless, sweating in some overalls with a blacksmith hammer. And then we go right to <laughs>
0: DMX. This is getting suspect right now. It's it, hard. It's hard <laughs> to defend the hardness of 90s hip hop. Oh, it was too it's, much, bro. It's, it in hindsight, in hindsight, it is It is truly the gayest shit ever. There's, it's indefensibly gay. It really is. But it's is. okay, man. Anybody okay. who was
1: getting out of jail after doing 20 years is very happy coming out in, in 90s hip-hop era. They was like, I like this shit. gonna <laughs>
0: Yo, get you pants down. Yeah, I'm going to blend off. right in. Yo, let me ride on the back of this motorcycle. Yeah, I'm going to blend right in. <laughs> let me just. I'm going to so, hold on uh, to your hips hard as fuck. I don't want to fall off. So Come on, all, do of gonna,
1: all of us are going to go in this
0: warehouse and take our. <laughs> off? We're going to oh, lift weights. Shit. It's going to be the shit. <laughs> Yo, pass me that cinder block. Yeah. Yo, get yeah. these girls out of here, man. Yeah. The <laughs> fuck out of here, bitch. do do <laughs> <They don't need laughs> you doing in you here? Gotta
1: have the aggression. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> these bitches out of
0: here. Yo. Yo, man. Yo, my back is all greasy, man. You, you, you could rag me up real quick. Just Hook get some up. of the sweat off. You rub it real slow. Come on, I mean, man. This is the behind-the-scenes of 85 <laughs> of 90s hip-hop videos.
2: <laughs> oh, Motiv- yeah,
0: yeah, you're not glistening enough. We're not getting enough shine back in the camera. Can someone spritz him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spritz me closer. down.
1: Everybody in a little bit closer. Yeah. You guys are nah. pulling tighter,
0: tighter. Yeah, tighter. yeah. <laughs> you're not all going to fit into the shot. I just... <laughs> Just all of you stand behind each other. There you go. There you go. Get really aggressive and start pushing each other around. Right. Bumping in each other. And start frolic. Here's some pillows. (laughs) Frolic. Start start (laughs) hitting each other with these pillows real sensually.
1: Oh, We're just going to leave the cameras running and we'll be back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happens, happens.
2: Here's a couple of lines. (laughs) That's that's a DMX video. Sure.
0: That's a DMX video. we gonna take off our shirts. We're going to get all spritzed up and sweaty. We're going to bump into each other and shit. And lift some cinder blocks. It's going to be the shit.
1: Do some coke. Take off my shirts. <laughs> Those are the two first steps to a horrible plan. <laughs> Those are the two first steps to a terrible change. <laughs>
2: so
0: then you jump at the party. It's like, all right, uh, all right, leave your coat over there. Take your shirt off and do a line. Like, all all right, shit. Be in the party. And and that's well, the kind I of
1: party we think. have, huh? All right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's nineties. That's the nineties in a nutshell. (laughs) Hyper masculine, homoerotic, you know, gun bars, threats, and misogyny.
0: You know what I'm saying? that you can't forget the misogyny. It was it was hardcore. Some I think I think though to this day though, nothing nothing tops Ethel for Zaggin. NWA's uh I think it was their second or third album, is is when Cube left when they started diss and cube right that album has the most hardcore misogyny in the history of the game i mean there's a there's a couple i forget one where he just smacks her i forget man is it is it on Snoop's record or is it on the crime Chron- i don't remember there's one where like he's telling her to like do something with the gun and she's like no no and then he smacks her and she she's like okay fuck i can't remember what skit that's from yeah, you know, the the West Coast produced the most savage misogyny skits. It's not even close. I believe it, bro. I believe it. I
1: know there was something special about that because it was, uh, I remember when I heard, oh, what album was it? It might have been their first album. I think it might have been their first album. And I heard it when I was in, I think I was in West Virginia for the summer or Virginia Beach or something like that for the summer with my, um with some family. And they had the NWA album. And it was like the the mission to memorize it that summer. All the kids, we were all listening to it. And everybody was trying to memorize it. And it was just some of the wildest shit I had ever heard up until that point. I definitely remember that. I was listening to a lot of music from East Coast stuff, of course, because that's what we had access to. But when I heard NWA, it was like, holy shit. This is how people are talking? And I was super young, too. But, you know, you know how kids are. Right. That, that made it the one thing, that was the only thing we wanted to hear.
0: Yeah, I, re- I remember, I I used to listen to A Wolf's in Sheep's Clothing a lot more than the low-end theory when they first came out, because he dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. He's like, yo, he said fuck in the song. There's just some because it's forbidden, you're fucking 10 years old, like, yeah, he said fuck. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: remember. It was weird shit. The curses were cool, like that. That was
0: just fun. But then it was
1: weird shit, like when Bone Thugs and Harmony came out. Oh, I remember that being the devil. Yeah, that was like <laughs> the I don't game know changed. About this shit. Yeah, that's a game changer. It's like this is different from guns
0: and threats of rape. This is like <laughs> <laughs> that were worshiping the devil and oh, talking to spirits on Ouija boards.
1: <laughs> and all the and all the Christians are like, I told you, you start with NWA. This is where you end up at. It's a, it's a clear line.
0: That's it. First,
1: you're murdering, and then you're raping bitches, and then you're worshiping the devil. And it was like, yeah, I was scared of that shit. I ain't even on front when I saw when I first. Of course, when you hear the songs, it's like, oh, this shit sounds kind of cool. And then when you get the whole CD and you see all yeah. the shit on it and the the crazy writing, and I was like, uh, nope, not doing it. They're talking about Ouija boards. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. We're not doing none of that. Not in freaking East Orange, New Jersey, we're not.
0: Yo, that that album too, man, that album got so much play here. Their first one did okay, but East Ninety Nine, I think it was East 1999 Eternal was the name of the album. I could be wrong. But yeah, that, that album was uh that album was the shit. People loved that fucking album.
1: Yeah, there was it was some revolutionary shit. But it was it was still kind of strange to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it I don't know if it was uh all... Of course, it was a, a little bit of the devil worship and stuff, but they just had a, a weird kind of energy about it. You know, if you listen to some of this, oh, like um, the Crossroads song. Yeah. Right? Like, that was, I, I don't remember ever really seeing anything like that before. You know, with all the freaking, the dead guy and the freaking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was like, what are they on? You these dudes are weird. Everybody else is just in a project, smoking bloods and shit. These guys are making some crazy video movies with dead people. Right, and like pyramids in the background and shit. They were right, some other right. shit. Crazy graphics. Yeah, I remember that shit. They were weird. Just like uh, who were we were talking about before, Grave Diggers. Grave yeah. Diggers was super strange. Some shit that we weren't really sure about, but we kind of had to listen to it because of uh, you know Rizzo was involved. Yeah. So we just had to, but most of us were freaked out. I know a few people who was like it was their new favorite shit but most of us were kind of just looking at each other like oh no bro <laughs> i don't know this shit's kind of strange this ain't the kind of hip-hop i like listening to that's when it's crazy how you put things in perspective right because the whole time it was the guns and the robberies and murders and shit you just never it, you know i knew it was you know whatever negative shit but it never crossed my mind that i shouldn't be listening to it because I didn't care. I wasn't gonna go out and do it. But when it got to spiritual shit, devil worship and cannibalism, I was like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> that's that's where you draw the line So You gotta draw it
0: somewhere, you know? You gotta yeah, draw this, it somewhere. To this day though, I smoking cat food, I, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And 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 I defy anyone, nobody knows what the fuck they were really saying. You nah. can catch glimpses if you listen to it long enough, but it's like Smoking Jack food, smoking cat food. Ready to pep you if we have to, dude. baby, do baby, chill. What? What? And with that could be a spell, their... bro. Right? That... <laughs> I might have just put a hex on both of us. Right? And it's indecipherable what the fuck they were saying.
1: Yeah, that might be a spell. That's how they get you in those, uh, like, in horror movies and shit. They,
0: they were they something... were backmasking. That was their yep. style. Backmasking. Yeah. Backmask. Backmasking rap. That's some right.
1: pretty genius shit to do though. sometimes I think it happens by mistake and sometimes, you know, people are just reaching trying to say, you know, they hear something when you play it backwards. Yeah. But if you can really plan lyrics that sound like one thing forward but sound like something else backwards, that's pretty genius. Yeah. That's pretty genius, you know what I'm saying? That takes a, a lot of linguistic research and I don't I don't even know if somebody could come up with that just through the songwriting process that feels like something a team of people have to work on
0: yeah or spirits i mean or spirits well yeah <laughs> you, do that. It you might just be play with a ouija board right it, it might a, happen right
1: <laughs> no i don't think see that's what i'm saying you that's what people think but you get screwed with a ouija board you, you you wish you get a good song out of it but that's not what's gonna happen that's that's only the best story that you might hear like, oh, yeah, you, you contact the Ouija board and you become the best guitar player in the world. like, okay, that's one option. <laughs> that's one option. Yeah, your friends could find you in here turned inside out when they come in this room. <laughs> so there's also that. I just, that's not something I want to roll the dice on. Yeah. You know, some shit you just don't bother. It's like, I don't even believe that a Ouija board can do anything But it's one of those things that is just like, you know, I'm not even going to waste my time fucking with it. like I'm not messing with it. I don't have to use it to prove it wrong or or be like, nah, Ouija boards don't work. I'll just be like, nah, my power is ignoring them. I'm just not even going to deal with it at all. I don't want nothing to do with it.
0: Well, I know that is some occult shit, like to have paladrones. Like that's some clever shit where it means something forward, but it means something else backward. Or it's equal; it's the same in either direction. Yeah, you know, it's some it's some super clever occult high level thinking, like mastery over the mastery over language shit. Like uh, another thing too, like Easy E was kind of like like I, I I forget I think there was one song where he did call himself the son of the devil. Like he has some pretty uh, evil lyrics. Wow. Uh, like and for him to be. Um, uh, he had an ill-ass voice though. Like it was hard not to be an easy e fan. But when you go back and listen to him, it's like there was nothing positive. Um, I like to um, I like to send uh, "fuck my baby's mama" to uh, women on uh, Mother's Day. <laughs> That's the song I sent. <laughs> like Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Fuck my baby's mama. You never heard "fuck my baby's mama"? No,
1: I'm I've been trying oh, to avoid shit. shit like that for my for most of my life, bro. Yeah, like I said, we listened to the first N.W.A. It's album. The whole most horrible shit. But after that was over, I was like, I don't think I need any more of this. I never went looking for it. You know what I'm saying? If somebody had it and I found it, I'd listen to it. But shit like that, I never went looking for it because it just it loses its appeal pretty quick to me, man. That's yeah, what, it, it kind of bothers it, me. It
0: it it was it was pretty bad, man. Fuck my baby's mama. The bitch got drama. Fuck my baby's mama. Wow. Is it was. It was it was pretty it was pretty hardcore. That, I think that was the same album where he had a. Uh, uh, no, I think that was the one. No, nah, I think it was a different one. He had one on there called Louisville Slugger, um, and he sampled like it sounds like some old fifties movie. So he's like, so I bashed his head in with my Louisville Slugger. <laughs> it's like super evil, and he like sampled that for the hooks. Like and some DJs cutting it up, but, but but bashed his head in with my Louisville Slugger. And it's wow. about beating someone to death with a baseball bat. See? Can, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: just so bad. Well, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, too, because the only person I can take that kind of shit from is Sean Price.
0: You know I, I what, can but take that kind of shit from it, Sean It's Price. over the top and comical, like, like on some real DJing braggadocious, like, you know, I'm the host with the most type shit. You know what I mean? Like, w- with him, it was always kind of, it was lyrical. It but was I also feel MC like he definitely
1: would have slapped you out, yeah, under yeah, the right was... circumstances
0: <laughs> in real life. You know what I'm saying?
1: But when I listened to him, like you said, it felt lighthearted. It didn't feel like he was just promoting chaos and shit right. with his lyrics. I just felt like that's who he who he was as an MC and blah, You know what I'm saying? But when you listen to Eazy E. It doesn't feel like artistry. It feels like he's... You know why? Because he's not as complex. He was pretty straightforward. He wasn't trying to be super lyrical. He was just saying exactly what he wanted to say and make it rhyme. So I guess that makes it feel less like entertainment and more like just an instructional song about how to beat somebody to death with a Louisville
0: It's, (laughs) It's It's cartoonishly evil. Like, it's over the top... And this, and I never saw the N.W.A. biopic, because cause I already know the whole story, and I didn't want to watch it. And also because they were billing it like they were public enemy. How it was some civil rights right, 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 struggle, yeah. like, you know, yeah, you know, because was, it was about the police and, you know, the police brutality. So, you know, they stepped up to make this anthem against the police. No, these, nope. mother, this is, they were not, uh, they were not public enemy. You know what I'm saying? They, there was, they were not poor, righteous teachers. There was, there was no like positive. They fuck the police was just like yo, fuck the police. You right. know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything really based on principle. You know, because every other song, it's like, yeah, we're doing some shit where we probably should be pulled over. Right, you know, the cops should be
1: arresting you, motherfuckers. We're raping
0: <laughs> bitches, we're shooting people, and, uh, you know, why the fuck are you pulling me over? Like, you, 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 the first 12 songs is why I'm right. pulling you over, sir. Like, <laughs>
1: Dude, felt, you we can't have one at,
0: civil rights song. We were laughing at
1: uh, that Locked Up song with Akon, yo. You ever listen to it? Like, when's the last time you heard that song? You got to listen to it again and it's realize it won't let me out. Right? It's, it's hilarious. Da, he's playing it. I'm locked up. I won't, I won't let me And They won't let me out. So the cops is bothering him for no reason. And he says, the car is stolen and got no registration. And I got packs of cocaine in the truck. And he's just <laughs> like, uh, I think you might have brought this shit on yourself, pal. But this, He's saying it like he's just a circumstance Of his environment like, I'm locked up Like yeah your car is stolen You don't have any registration And you have drugs in the trunk buddy You're going to jail like, just What's the discrepancy here What part of this don't you understand <laughs> Of course I, I should hope you're locked up At this right. point Oh, it's hilarious. And and it's really a victim song, if you listen to it. He's, like, singing the blues. (laughs) Like, I don't know how I got myself here. Like, uh, I think I know. If you rewind this song and listen to the lyrics, I'm pretty sure you explain it very well, how you got in this
0: predicament. This shit is not trouble, man, or what's going on. It's it's not not from the same point of view. No, it's
1: not. No, you just told us you're in a stolen car. So you lost me at stolen car. And then you kept talking still, so.
0: You know, and that was always like one of the the weird contradictions that nobody really made sense of. <laughs> like like when K like and, and I think that's why I always liked like KRS one was like, you know, my my to me like the high watermark for such a long time. The uh, you know, and I didn't even think that he necessarily had the best albums. It was other albums I was listening to uh more often than his. But he was just always more credible to me. Like, so when he does, you know, sound of the police, it just, it was more powerful hearing it from him. It was more legitimate. You know what I'm saying? The, the NWA having, you know, fuck the police. Like, yeah, I, I get it. You're, you're articulating, you know, people's sentiment, but you're also kind of, you're epitomizing the reason why the police are so hostile. Like, everything that you're talking about that they have to go in and deal with, you know, that you're celebrating, that's, you know, it just, it just it it just didn't it it didn't make an impact. And again, I I just didn't like that. That's how they tried to, uh, you know, I would have rather like if you were to talk about like some some activism shit. Like if you wanted that story, you should have you should have told the story about Public Enemy. Like that's who you should have done a biopic about if you wanted to make that point. Yeah, you know, they didn't, just they didn't want to make
1: to that point. They just yes. wanted to dress up the thing that they were. They wanted to romanticize the story they were telling. But right. to tell that, to tell a real story with those elements, that's a whole nother conversation. That's that's not who you, that's probably not who you want to make a documentary, you know, doc- docudrama or whatever you call it about public enemy, bro. Could you imagine?
0: I don't know. I'd, I, I, I would love to see that film. I think they should
1: completely negate Flavor Flav though. Yo, just now, don't even mention
0: him. Don't even mention him. <laughs> just,
1: leave <it>. uh, <laughs> just leave him out. Leave him out of the whole equation.
0: <laughs> Flavor Flav is what makes the whole thing honest. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's true. And, and, and I love the fact that he, he was like, yo, fuck you, Chuck. And I'm, I'm not doing shit for Bernie Sanders. I was like, yo, good good for you. Good for you that you didn't want to be a part of that. You know? Oh,
1: dude, now, 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 now you're standing on something? <laughs> no, nah, I mean yeah, well you, I, I would you I would your s- entire career right now I wouldn't say he was principal and goofing off right. and then he's like you know what I gotta draw the line somewhere
0: but I don't, well, I I don't even think it was something that was super principal. He's like, nah, I don't wanna fucking do that shit. You know, just just because now from that that political faction there's so much of the like bullying and shaming and forcing you like i liked it he was like nah fuck that i don't care and and plus i don't want to pay more taxes bitch i'm a millionaire right yeah what are you yeah what he talking about no this way shit
1: don't make sense to him no more right he's like I- i'm smart enough to realize that i'm not going with bernie
0: but i think that would even be a more um a more uh pertinent um documentary Than the than the NWA shit, especially like how Griff got censored and fucking basically thrown out. That
1: shit, it could never happen. It's just too much going on in there. It's that's that's not a story they want to tell anyway, about Public Enemy. And then they, you know, all these streams will go up, and you know they'll get a resurgence of that music. Everything will come back. They're like they can't afford to do that, especially right now. Could you imagine?
0: Oh my, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I might be adding fuel to the fire. Oh my God. But, but just as like an honest, like, think about it. Cause you got a dude that's like super fuck the system revolutionary. I'm reading all the books. I'm into that shit. Uh, I'm going to basically be completely censored because I had a negative opinion about Jews. You know, uh, one dude is addicted literally to crack during the era, you know, crack is whack you know all these campaigns i mean even rappers were against crack like like we'll we'll make songs about selling crack but we don't now nah, of course you shouldn't do crack and he's literally like yeah i'm cracked out and then you know and chuck <laughs> d um i mean i i don't know i guess he was maybe the most maybe i guess the most level-headed one that was able to navigate like the business side of it and the pressure and he had some probably some extreme views but he he couched it, or, or you know, articulated it more responsibly, maybe than Griff did. I don't know. But.
1: Yeah, I think Chuck. I think um, the difference was was him being more of an actual MC than Griff. Right. So I know Griff rapped. He's put out some music and stuff like that. But Chuck was, you know, he was the front man. He's an MC. So for him, it's a different type of art to how you get your message out is right. like, I'm going to just talk shit in interviews. <laughs> like, right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? That's a different type of turbulence. And it's real life versus somebody having to pick apart the lyrics of a song right. to see if you're alluding to a subject right. or whatever. And Chuck
0: is hard to follow. And this was right. at a time where I don't think they were even really censoring people. Or the I don't even think the people that were uh, signing off on the music really could even understand it.
1: Probably not. Probably not. It just sounded good. He's got a dope voice. Yeah. Big sounds. You know what I'm saying? They could see the potential in it. And then after a while, it was just like, wait, what is it? Did he say burn Hollywood? What Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? And by that time, it's too late. But it's also, you know, revolution music. It has to be a climate for revolution. You know what I'm saying? You can't just, yeah. you could play Chuck D at some years and throughout, you know, different places different social situations where you play public enemy and it's just a good song you know you go out here and play public enemy right now at the right place and shit might pop off yeah it's a different energy you know what i'm saying so there has to be a climate for it so I, they maybe they wouldn't have seen him as necessarily dangerous at the time they might not have really completely liked what he was talking about, but was there a climate for some time you know who knows or people even care right now he's selling out shows and making a bunch right. of money and performing at arenas and shit I don't care what nobody say I feel like that's not going to put you in a place where you want to promote tearing everything down you know what I'm saying if this if your lifestyle is is being held up, by you performing music and thousands of people Are coming to see you rock and it's all White people there's all kind of people there there's mixed Crowds probably mostly white People to be honest At, public At a public enemy, enemy show, yeah. show now e- Even back then Even you know, back then I, I remember I was public enemy show, So I don't know A uh, public yeah. enemy was performing with a lot of rock Bands and yeah all kinds Of yeah. stuff so they was you know they I guess I don't Even know if that's considered crossover I guess It is because that's that's not their Main audience but I think uh, living that lifestyle would probably not make Chuck D really want to tear down the system in real life, just to destroy shit. I mean, he's saying he's saying what he's saying, and I'm sure it's real to him, but I don't think he means, you know, riot. That's not the type of shit I think a revolutionary artist, musician, would want to do because that destroys your entire lifestyle, your income, everything's gets wrecked with the system.
2: Yeah, so it wouldn't and- really
1: make sense. You know, it w- it wouldn't make sense. Rage Against the Machine, that's another a perfect example. Rage Against the Machine, they you know they have a record deal, right? I mean, it's wait, hold on. A uh, record label is part of the machine, right?
0: Right. There's 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 no way around it, and and it's almost like an exercise that forces you to be an adult. Like as much as it's you know attractive to romanticize. The idea of pointing out all the wrongs and turning everything on your head—it's—it's it's Occupy Wall Street music. It's right. we don't have—we don't have a better idea. Right. Uh, we just want to point out what's wrong. And you're right—the shit that you're pointing out wrong—that's uh, wrong—is right. wrong. It's true. Yes, right. exactly. Have, you have a great argument for what's wrong, but but you're you're also focusing on that and not all the things that are right. For instance, um, you can have this very critical view of the system that's making you a millionaire and you can prosper within it because of that system so the system isn't 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 so terrible because any system that was truly that oppressive wouldn't afford you the free speech to have such a radical opinion let alone be able to make it profitable in the marketplace you know so there's something to be said about the freedom that's afforded to us where you can do that, and and really, the more somebody has to lose, the more they're going to be invested in the status quo, and that and that's what's really going to solve a lot of uh, the problems that are going on uh, right now. Is for all these people that are that are outraged and don't see any hope and want to just want the shit to burn to the ground. Uh, uh, uh own your biz- own your own business, make a right. million dollars. Right. You're you're going to feel totally different. You know, embrace embrace your privileges as an American, and if people people see themselves as Americans, as owners of the system, instead of like victims of the system. People have a different perspective, but I think I think there's so many people that aren't getting the best that the system has to offer, and they don't really know how to navigate it to to maximize what they could get out of it. That there's just all that's left is just frustration. So if you're, you know, especially like some of these kids, like I'm not justifying any of these, you know, goofy white Antifa kids, but you know, if, if you just got 120 grand into debt and you can't find a job, yeah, I'd, I don't know. Maybe I'd put on a mask too. Like, fuck it. <laughs> what does it matter? Like I'm 120 grand in the hole hitting the ground. Like I'm hitting the ground, running full speed and I'm chipping away at basically a mortgage.
1: Wow. It's a lot to think about and people, nobody's thinking about it from that perspective because what I think what people don't want to admit to themselves that even perceived oppression is still oppression because if you've convinced yourself that you're a victim in this society for whatever list of reasons, the stress and the anxiety that you're going to feel. Oh, it's real. It's real. It's real. So you, you can't talk. It's not like somebody who's fake sleeping. Right, that's different, you know you could be like, yeah, I see you you're twitching your eyes twitching your bastard, you're not sleeping. That's a whole different situation, but somebody who is really convinced of their position as a victim and if and they're processing all these emotions and they're dealing with all of this shit every day, even if it's perceived they're dealing with all of this stuff every day and then they get to the point where they're ready to snap and people want to deal with them like they're faking and that makes it worse. Right. That makes it even worse. It's like, no, nah, he ain't faking. He really crazy. It's like, son is really bugging out right now, because he feels, you know, his his McDonald's was late and he can't take it anymore.
0: Yeah, there, there's, gotta <laughs> be, <laughs> there's gotta be, there's gotta be, a a a huge degree of love that gives way so that you can be patient to let people express themselves, even if, you know. It's, it's poetically relevant, but mathematically inaccurate. And I, and I think that, that that's where we're at right now, is that people, like you said, the perception is shit is fucked up. It's, you know, let's burn it to the ground. Like, I, I, I had a couple of um, pieces of information I came across this week. One was, if you took all the wealth of black Americans and made it a country, it, the collective wealth of black America... It's the 20th richest country on the face of the earth. Hmm. Like, just black American wealth. Um, Police shootings of all people, uh, even, uh, but I think they specify black people, it's down like something crazy. Like 80% over the last five years. So we're, we're living at a time where shit is actually as peaceful as it's ever been. The least amount of people are getting killed by the police, like, since we've been recording it. You know, like, it it's the safest, most prosperous time for the most amount of people, and, but the perception is, yo, it's, it's the fucking end of the world, and if we yeah. don't react against this shit, you know, something, you know, it's just, it's, you know, Donald Trump's gonna put us in fucking crematoriums, like,
1: yeah. There's more cell phones. There's more people recording it. So everything compounds, yeah. everything spreads like wildfire on social media way quicker than it did years ago. So it, that kind of skews what, what the data is like. So if nobody was really looking at it five years ago to see what the n- real numbers were versus how many people were recording, how how many webs, you know, where were no, Twitter but- and Instagram and everything like right. that? What was it like? That at that time versus what it's like now. But 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 it can but make it seem like it's worse for sure.
0: Especially right, with but, the
1: selective reporting.
0: Right. But that but that's the thing, is that at a time where maybe it was harder to prove all of the instances of it happen when you could theoretically slip you know shit under the rug, it's still better now.
2: Right. So, like
0: even if they were lying about the numbers, right? And the numbers are much higher then you'd have to admit that it's, it's gotten even better. But you're just not going to be able to bombard somebody with statistics that are going to make them feel better. You know, like if, and and dude, and people, the language is being framed in, you know, uh, it's, everybody's getting lynched, we're being hunted. Like it's just, it's really extreme language. And for the people that aren't like really sensitive to those people's feelings about the situation, it's just, it's nothing but eye rolling. People yeah. are like, what? Give me a break. Are you yeah. are you for real? Like, shit is better now than ever. But I you know, I don't know how you bridge that gap unless you just you're gonna be patient with each other and you gotta get because I know like there's a couple times where my girl has like lost her mind. Like she's completely convinced that this is the most dangerous. Donald Trump has turned everyone into white supremacists. Um systematic racism is more oppressive and prevalent than it's ever been and to even have a conversation of like why do you feel that way like like is rage inducing and i know she represents like a huge swath of people that uh um subscribe to that thinking and you're you're really at a point where you you can't have a conversation because she'll even admit like yo okay you're with me so I, i mean i know you're not a racist okay you know i'm not a racist so. Why would you think I would disagree with you unless there was some other information that you don't have that I have that's had me to change my mind? You know, but it's, it's 100%. It's, it's 100% emotional that people are plugged into. And so you just got to deal with that differently. You can't deal with it by quoting the stats, even if they're right. If people don't feel like that's what it is, perception is reality that, I mean, and, and that's not going to stop people from doing some wild, dangerous, self-destructive shit in response to it.
1: That's facts. I don't like it. I don't like none of this shit. I don't like the negative affirmations that people are chanting. I don't understand how there's nobody with all this talk about the you know the quote-unquote new age stuff, the spiritual part of it. The, none of the whole taps. No, like where's all of the people with this consciousness that could kind of help just persuade people away from chanting I can't breathe and shit like that and accepting this victim narrative and putting themselves in these positions I don't understand why people are doing it I don't understand why people are putting I can't breathe on t-shirts and walking around with it and nobody not no I guess some people probably feel the same way I do but I don't understand how you don't look at that phrase and and it be repulsive to you and you not want to wear it and plaster it on your body. I think that consciousness is part of why all of this shit is going on, is because people don't take the right accounts of the right energy. They just let shit fester, let shit boil. That's how we got here. That's how we got here. People saying don't talk about it, not talking about it got us here. Talking about it too much in some situations got us here. It's not a, it's no balance. There's no balance. There's constant extremes, it seems like, on both ends. Like you said, it's rage-inducing for people to try to give them any type, of, any type of clarity on the extremes that they're feeling. And on the other end, there's people who all they need to see is a Black Lives Matter sign. And it makes them jump out of their cars and threaten people and, and, and call them names and tell them to go to hell. And it's like, why would that
0: make you that angry? Oh, but both sides are super triggered. You want to talk about being a man with no nation. <laughs> if you don't prescribe to one extreme or the other. And I check in with both extremes to see where and, and neither side wants to hear the other. The, the one side is like, look, they're all emotional, crazy Marxists there's no point in talking to them like there's some really um like hardcore libertarian uh you know sex sections of the the internet i think that's really what is a big swath of like the new right people who are just like i don't give a fuck i don't want to be bothered by none of this shit you know leave me the fuck alone but they're all kind of they they tends to be way more way more uh white people like i think in some of those rooms like it's you might find one or two black dudes involved in the conversation but rarely like so it does look like it's totally uh racially based and it's there's no sensitivity like it, it is the other extreme like there's no there's no responsibility like we have to care what's going on with black people it's like i don't i don't give a fuck to hear about this shit anymore like i've got all my statistics it's the most prosperous country in the world. Black people have more uh, higher standard of living here than any other place on the planet. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't want to be bothered by it. So there's, just, there's, no, there's no appetite to indulge any of it. And then on the other end, there's no, there's no tolerance for any kind of measured, rational e- 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 questioning. Like You can't question any part of the narrative. And so and so the other side, those are people that they respond to bullying the worst. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like you're engaging me on the terms with you're bombarding me with a concept that you're not willing to discuss, you're you're not willing to have questioned, you just want me to uh uh you want me to agree with it under penalty of you know ridicule or being canceled. Nah, fuck that. And so they're not willing to talk on those terms.
1: You can't blame him. I mean it's if you if you even try to apply somebody else's perspective, it seems like it would clear a lot of this shit up because I, it's easy to see both sides and that's the crazy part about this whole wild ass simulation is that there's always enough evidence to pull you to either extreme, right But what people don't understand is that this is not evidence of two extremes it's evidence of a constant issue that should connect us instead of divide us. Because if you can find the same problems on your end that I can find on my end, that means we both have issues that we will probably be more successful at fixing. If we work together, that seems like the basic idea. If you get this, because like uh, a easy one is with feminists and talking about patriarchy, there is sufficient evidence to show in our society that we're leaning towards Radical patriarchy And rape culture And there's also evidence to show that We're gynocentric and protect women Beyond the protections that we Extend to men
0: Oh wait, yeah
1: Both of those exist (laughs) Both of those situations exist We could both get a folder and fill it up with our argument and not fudging the evidence and not lying and being disingenuous, real evidence to show both of those points exist at the same time. But instead of us realizing as the part of this shit is broken, we say, nope, there's no patriarchy and feminists. Are, you know, it, it goes back and forth with each other. We both use our folders to try to prove each other wrong rather than consolidating the information and trying to figure
0: out what to do from there. Well, give give me the patriarchy argument. Because cause on that end I feel like we're more pussified than we've ever been. Um it's it's at some point it's it's to the to the to the point of like paternalism, like it's almost condescending sometimes. Like if, if a guy gets drunk and fucks, he's not a victim of being drunk and fucking. Right. But a woman has no agency. Like she was raped if she was drunk and she but, was fucking. But like, why
1: but why is that though? think about why why is that situation exists? What system created the idea that this woman is not responsible for her own actions?
0: Oh, I guess you could argue that it's it's patriarchy. it is
1: it it just turned back around and start eating its own tail. Mm. It's the same thing. this is why this is why we extended all these extra protections to them in the first place is because we decided that they were too weak to figure it out. They could do they can't do any of this. They're just women. What could they possibly do? So then it becomes to the point where now, if a woman is chasing you down the street and hitting you in the head with a fucking umbrella or something, everybody will laugh at you for running from a woman. But if you turn around and snuff her, you'll probably get 20 guys that'll come out of the woodwork to try to beat your ass for hitting a female. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're completely upside down with that shit. And that's because patriarchy taught us that women were delicate little flowers. That's the problem mm. right there. They didn't come up with that on their own. <laughs> that's just, I guess that's just part of it that they might want to keep intact for certain reasons. And I understand, you know, nobody wants to completely give up privilege. It's counterintuitive to survival to ask somebody to give up their privilege that they have.
0: It just is. Yeah. And we afforded we, we a lot, a lot to of ask. double standards. Yeah.
1: It's a lot to ask from a human to be like, no, well, you know, I know people like me get catered to. So I'm going to step down and sit over here to give up. You know, no tall guy. How many tall people want to be like, you know what? It's not fair that all of these shelves. Or right at right. the height, I can reach everything.
0: <laughs> it's like no, you just take it. You don't even think about it. That's just I'm, your life. I'm, I'm I'm gonna campaign to have all the shelves cut in half. I'm gonna get right. back problems because uh, I'm gonna bend right. over all the time.
1: I'll take it upon myself to right. bend over and get back problems, so you don't have to. And no, no tall person is gonna think like that. And I and I would take another step to say it's it's probably not wrong that you accept these things. It's not like you're campaigning to make the shelves taller. That's a different kind of asshole. You know, if we're not talking about that guy, <laughs> somebody's like, these shelves should be even higher. We're talking right. about a person who just reaches on the shelf and gets something and walks away. He don't even think about it. But there's a short guy in there staring at him like, you son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> you ever think about me? What about me? What about my needs? And, you know, you, you can't be a complete jerk and be like, screw you. But how far does that go? How far can you pull this guy out of his consciousness to make him feel bad for you? And now, what should he do? Should should he pay for half your groceries now because you're short? Right. Like, what 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 do you want from this guy? And as far as the short person is concerned, how far you think they're gonna take it? As far as you fucking let them, right?
2: right. That's what
1: people do. It's like, hey, if you gonna you're gonna you're gonna fill up my gas tank because I'm short, I'll take it. Right, <laughs> I'll take it, and then sooner or later, society flips around, starts eating its own tail, and it's like, you know what? Short people are too privileged, and we hate them. And then you're like, shit, I took too much, <laughs> I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar, y'all. Yo.
0: And, and you know what? And that 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 probably explains why we tend to go back and forth to different political extremes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is that one side overreaches, it goes too far. And then the pendulum is bound to swing in the other direction. But yeah, man, the, the dude from uh, Chick-fil-A who was like, yeah, we're not, uh, you know, we're staying closed on Sunday. We ain't doing any of that pro-gay shit. Uh, he was on TV. I think he was shining shoes. Now, yeah, he
1: shined a rapper's
0: shoes, a Christian rapper. Now, my first he instinct shoes. is I immediately was like, that shit is racist. Well not racist because it was uh, he was shining his shoes like that's racist against white people but in it, it, in that that's how you would show reciprocity of service you know mm. what I mean right, like right. like that's I, I, and I could be wrong but I'm almost sure like like a shine boy was like a fucking like an old racist trope you know what I'm saying hey right. I'll shine you up real good sir and da 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 you know I'll, I'll make it shine for you like Uh, I mean, no, I I, no, I get it. I I accept it as that type
1: of uh, as that type of gesture. I accept that possibility, but it seems performative. Oh, to do it in front of these cameras and at this event, this mega church. And there's so many, so many other things behind what's really going on here. Just a few minutes earlier on that same show, the other guy said that slavery was a curse but white people were living in the blessing of that curse and that's what he likes to call it instead of white privilege it's white blessing uh that clears things up okay that fixes it all if you really think about it that (laughs) fixes it because if it's white blessing then you can't really say it's wrong and you can't really ask people to give it up I don't think you should be asking people to give up any. It just doesn't make sense. It's like asking somebody to bite their own thumb off. That's just not easy. You're not going to just be able to arbitrarily do that. You can't just you know, some shit ain't, it don't work like that. Why would anybody well, give away something but, that society is affording to them because of their existence? Not because of something that they're doing specifically. Because of your existence. But doesn't,
0: we, it, but doesn't this show you though we're framing the whole thing from a, a a scarcity mind state and a negative perspective. Oh, cool. yeah, like, definitely. like, like, why it shouldn't be that we want to bring somebody down is that we want to bring people up to that level. Like, when you talk about disproportionate suffering, like, okay, you know, seven thousand black people were you know victims of gun homicide last you know last year or twenty eighteen, I think it was, and I don't know what the stats are, but let's say it's three thousand for white people, like. Ideally, we want to get, in a perfect world, we're getting both those numbers down to zero. But at the very least, like in terms of what we should be striving for, we shouldn't want there to be 4,000 extra white people murdered next year. Right. Like, that all right, now, any sense. now there's just as many of you getting murdered as us. Right, Equality. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's no, going in I, the
1: wrong direction. Absolutely right, we, wrong direction.
0: We would rather have it, okay, maybe we could bring that seven number down to three and maybe we could be bring both of those threes down to two or one. That would be the ideal direction. But the whole thing of the way that it's being framed as is, you know, uh, everybody that got an upper hand who is on the upper level, like you said, you gotta you've gotta surrender to someone. And, it, and it's and it's becoming such patronizing fucking ways. Like that dude who was talking about black lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like find a black guy and buy him some lunch. Black and he bought lunch. a Burger King. Did you see that? No, no, I missed that one. Oh, shit. So you're supposed to buy black people lunch now? This is the most cringy shit I've seen in a while. He's, But he thinks, he thinks he's making the hottest new trend. Like, he's about to get internet famous. And I guess he did get famous, but for the wrong reasons. But he's like, apology lunch. Hashtag apology lunch. Find a black person, buy him some lunch. And then he goes to the black guy. He's like... Come on, Jamal! Hold up the bag. <laughs> it's like... No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't say Jamal. I added that. Oh, okay, that. But <laughs> he's like, "Come oh, on, God. hold up the bag." And the dude holds up the bag. It's like a Burger King value meal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hold look at this. Look bag. what I
2: did.
1: Oh wow, buddy! How do you... I think? Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna work out well. I don't know if that's going to go in the way that he wants it to go. Oh, he started the video with what's up, white people. He already lost. <laughs> you
0: automatically lose if you start your video with what's up, white people. Find a black person, buy him a lunch. Hashtag apology lunch.
1: And yeah. what is a black man supposed to do in that situation, right?
0: Oh, dude, they look so uncomfortable. Like, But you, I but you
1: take the lunch, right? You, Of course you're going to take the lunch. Exactly. And right, how, that's, the, that's the where the problem guy starts. With the shelf. Right there. That right. there's a problem. You're just gonna take the lunch, and now you know that the first lunch you don't buy makes you racist, right? Right, right, right. Because that set the precedent that buying the lunch makes you not racist. So if you don't buy the lunch, what does that make you? Like I said, hey, aren't you the uh, apology lunch guy? I'm hungry. I hope. <laughs>
0: I know no, you right? saw. You saw the Hotep Jesus video of reparations coffee. <sighs> You see that I'll, one, be missing,
1: either? I'll be missing a
0: lot of stuff, you know, bro. You, you usually find everything you miss. So, Hotep Jesus that's how he got his internet fame. I, he, I've heard of him, okay? So, he goes in there, he's he's a part of this uh Ankh right movement, um, of like right wing, uh, conscious black conservatives. Uh, and he's like, he does the video, and this was after Starbucks. And this just lets you know, like, this isn't something that just popped up. There's been an endless parade of these kinds of stories ever since Trump got into the office. Like, it's been nonstop. And 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 I've been addicted to the news probably for about going on 12 years. So I've been paying attention. Every once in a while, you'd get a racial story. But it's never been the free... Like, this, it's just been nonstop catnip for the culture. So... When that Starbucks story happened and those two guys were asked to leave because they didn't buy anything and then the police came and all that hoopla, you remember that, right, in Philly? Do you remember no, that story? No. What What was it? It was a while ago. So these two uh uh African-American gentlemen were going to be meeting somebody else there for a business. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, I got you. Uh, yeah, because okay. it happened.
0: Didn't it happen again recently? I don't know. It was a while ago. There might have been another- Yeah, this was a few incident. years ago. Yeah, this Yeah, was I know good. what you're talking about. So after that, Hotep Jesus is like, this was like, like a week within that event happening. He's like, fuck that. I'm about to go in here and get my reparations coffee. So he walks in to the barista and he's just bold as fuck with it. Hey, man, I heard y'all are racist. I want some reparations coffee. And she's like, oh, absolutely. Uh, she's like, yeah, I heard you guys are- giving black people free coffee because you're racist. So, and the girl just, she's so, it, you could just tell. It's, okay, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah, I guess we are doing something like that. Bitch, no y'all aren't. It was never a part of the program. And he's, he's just, <laughs> would you like anything in it? Yeah, put some caramel in it. Oh, yes, right away. And he gets a free coffee and he comes back out. And the whole joke is like, you can get white people to do anything. Like, you can flex the guilt muscle right and and you can get white people to go along with anything you know it's it's a soft form of like punking somebody Bro, you know what i mean like how I do can-
1: you prove now, now now just for instance how do you prove systemic racism in the, in that world in the world where you can just walk into a Starbucks and tell people <laughs> that they're racist and they give you free shit.
2: How That's do you, a great you, you point. see how what I'm see saying?
1: Yeah. You see, we, we we were just talking about how anecdotal evidence always exists for both extremes. Right. Is I think the simulation is fucking with us. <laughs> I think the simulation is really is is trolling us, yo. It's like, guess what? It's racist both ways. How about that? Right. How about that? There's enough ra- evidence to show us racist both ways. It's black privilege and white privilege. privilege and y'all figure it out. And right. we're just playing tug-of-war instead of following the rope. That's what's <laughs> happening.
0: We're not following the rope. We're just playing tug-of-war. Yeah, that, yeah, That's an ingenious analogy. Yeah, where, where does the rope lead to? Right. Can we start asking some bigger questions?
1: When are mm-hmm. we going to realize that we're sitting at the table both debating topics where Both of the things that you're debating probably should be fixed. And if you apply the same type of energy to one, it will probably contribute to fixing the other. And it doesn't matter which one you start with. If you start fixing, everything starts to get better at the same time. So what are we arguing so much about? And Mm -hmm. why have we been arguing for so long? What's so different? I mean, I guess when you get into politics and shit, anything goes so I'm sure there's people who will tell
0: you that Well you have to have a problem and you have to have An enemy and, and there yeah. always There always has to be a reason to say that The other person is full of shit So it's that hard doesn't, to understand that, It's
1: hard to understand how this shit stays So divided especially with just Regular people Other than the programming what, what else can we Say it is? Is it the news And the TV shows and the soap operas And the reality TV like, like some people Are saying? What is keeping people In, in this reality that they can't just see what's really going on and that we're not that far apart from each other. All this shit is connected. Everybody's experiencing something pretty similar. There's there's white folks in this country who, if you tell them that there's white privilege and the country's racist against black people and they have, there's people who will laugh in your face because they're third generation trailer park, you know, all kinds right. of shit, drama going on in their lives and They're basically destroyed and barely existing. And they're like, oh, okay, I must have missed that memo. Because I don't have a corporate job in a fucking 401k. And I'm white. Right. So that exists. There's a black dude sitting somewhere right now with $100 million in the bank. And he's chilling. And he's like, I don't know what's the matter with the rest of these Negroes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. That dude exists. He's like, Yo. I was a single, you know, my mom, single mom. I started betting on, you know, stocks, bonds, whatever story you want to tell. And now I'm rich. That guy's out there. And there's another person saying that you can't do it if you're black. They ain't going to let you get $100 million. And he's like, I got it. What do you want? What what do you want from me? All of these things exist. Everyone that you want to look for. If you want to find a person who feels like he was discriminated against and never had a chance to make it, um, you can find I'm sure you can find that guy. Right. I'm sure you can find that guy but if that helps you tell your story that's the only one you need. You're not really trying to figure it out. You're just shopping for Oh, conclusion.
0: nobody's doing their due diligence. Yeah. Yeah, that's shopping, yeah, for, that's great. shopping that's for your it. conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that odd that though, that that's become like the public characterization for each side like those are the caricatures that have been made for each group? Like like and and that's why again and I don't like to bash any group but 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 I, I as of recent the most the most agitating group for me at the moment at the moment things could change, uh, is is white liberals pushing that narrative because they're so far removed? Like it's like you you know there's black people that have never lived in the ghetto, right? Like right. you know every black person that's in the middle class now didn't just get there last month from the projects, like. That's not how any of this works. But in their mind, and the way that they have the characterizations of like, that's the stereotypical black character that's being put on Front Street. It's like, you know, this doesn't even represent the majority of black people in America. But but that's your character. It's like, yeah, it's the person with a criminal record, you know, in and out of jail, can't find a job, you know, uh, you know, poor, and it's like, that's why why is that the mascot for your argument and and what what does that do for anybody's like sense of self or or confidence or motivation and then the oppressor like you said you know people in Appalachia they're like i don't know what the fuck that is i don't have running water dude so right. but but the but the caricature for the white guy the mascot for team white it's like hello, ha and he's got <laughs> he's he's got an investment portfolio, and he's got a high-powered corporate job, and he drives you know a, a fucking badass foreign car, you know, and he's just he's going on trips. He's got a like, wh- why why are those the mascots for the two teams? Right. If if we if we can't if we can't have an economist look at that and substantiate that as being like the average character like. Why did we choose to make that those mascots? Unless it's because, like, we're really just trying to like push, we're just trying to push a particular narrative. Yeah. And 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 it's really it's, it's it's I I think, I think if if a lot of people knew what was really being said in all of that, I think more people would be insulted by it, than than running to embrace it. You know. What they what I'm also saying?
1: don't they don't have to accept it either. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to accept it. You don't have to fall. That deep into that shit because everything is available. Everything right. is available for your experience right now. The internet t- TV. I don't even know if TV is a thing anymore. You can pretty much decide what right. media yeah. comes into your house. You can have the timing you want, you can have the subject matter you want, and it's all available for you. So this narrative don't have to continue to just be accepted by people no more. When do you get to the point where you change the story for yourself? Because Mm. I think asking somebody else to change your story for you is, I don't know, that don't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. You can't ask somebody, you can't fix a problem with the same system that broke it. The same system that created the problem—you can't. That's not how it works. You have to create your own narrative. You can't go to the same people who you acknowledge gave you the false narrative and ask them to fix it for you. That shit don't work. That shit don't work. But nobody wants to do it because it's it's so deep in the consciousness now. It's deeper than just being like, okay, well, we need to uh, make sure that, you know, uh, young girls don't find gangsters and thugs attractive. We need to just Good teach them different. Matt. Right. It's, yeah. just, it's not easy. It's so deep in the consciousness, not only for the young girls, but for the people who we think are going to teach the young girls this information. Who are we going to? Who are we giving that task to? Their mothers? I mean, yeah, it, it don't make sense. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. And that's why it's a problem, because nobody wants to take on that hard-ass work, that responsibility to switch that shit up. And it's all here. And Whatever you decide, you don't have to let your daughter grow up fucking twerk into rap songs. There's other options. There's just other options. Nobody says that this is what you have to put on a stream into your, the consciousness of your household, you know? Nobody can force you to radio or nobody can force you. Everything is so it's it's at your fingertips. You decide what comes in right now at this point.
0: Yeah, there's there's got to be a time. There's the I mean, a month or two months, like there's got to be a period of time where you just completely mentally check out because because everything that's being beamed into you is trying to co-opt your energy. In some way or another Either to make you Like nobody's just Giving you information Because they care about you You know what I'm saying Unless it's somebody You know And they're talking to you And you know that they love you I don't
1: know I don't know I I might have a few Suggestions for you Oh yeah Okay Uh, Oh yeah I might I might I'm talking People like Freaking Dr. Joe Dispenza Even people like Gary V And Tony Robbins They might not be Giving you Everything they have For free but they give right. you enough information to put you in a position to empower yourself and do some major shit. And, and that information is completely accessible. Every Like I said, everything you need, it's all there for free. You can find it on YouTube. You can find all of this shit, especially Joe Dispenza. This, he's telling you exactly how to rewire your brain and take control of the programs that's happening in your brain. And yeah, he got a bunch of books that you can buy and all of that, but there's hours it's got to be a hundred hours worth of material for free online and the is talking the best shit you ever want to hear
0: that that's fair i was i was talking more in terms of like anything in in mass media that's trying to get you to subscribe to you know a political agenda something like that right usually everything in the news or anything in mass media is really geared towards i either want to sell you some shit I so I, I want to co-opt your energy in the form of you handing me money, right? Yeah. So I want to get your energy that way, or I want to co-opt your energy to get you on my side of any given like nobody's coming at you with the nuance of, hey, and here's the information and you no know, er- everybody that's trying to beam into your brain for the most part has an agenda. and I and and and, and people like that, you know, maybe, Maybe their agenda really is sincere and motivated from a pure place. Like, look, I got to make a living. So at some point, I need you to give me some money for some of what I'm offering you. But, mm-hmm. but really what I'm trying to make uh, valuable in the marketplace is information that will help improve the quality of your life.
1: Right. And you have to attach value to things because people, a lot of people don't respect shit that's free. And that's a sad part of consciousness, but it's true. You know, if, if you have a if you say you have a book that you want people to read because you think it'll help them improve their lives and you're giving it away for free, it's the not gonna, gonna be
2: re- sit there. it's not <laughs> gonna be
1: received the same way it would be as if you said this book is a hundred dollars because only right. people who take their self seriously, you take your future seriously will invest the money on this book to change your life and people will be like, Holy shit, this must be some good stuff. And it could be the same, it could be the exact same information, but that makes it seem valuable. So I get it. You know, there's always got to be some type of reciprocal pull back and forth, but that's because the politics aren't proper. the shit's not properly aligned. It's not aligned with people in progress. It's aligned with keeping the machine running. So whatever keeps the machine running is going to win. So whoever gives you the most money for this term or for this cycle, whatever their, uh, whatever they want pushed forward whatever they want passed is is very likely going to happen whoever gave the most money and, and we understand that anybody who knows about it as we understand that and we accept it as a society that the complete and whole of the government is bought and paid for by and it's not like by all the same people all the time you know but but we know who it is it's, you know tobacco pharmaceutical shit like that they got money to burn They got money to burn, so if they can give you a couple hundred grand as a senator to just say, do this, or whoever it is, it's very likely that person's going to do it. Because all they're thinking about is their own existence. They don't really give a shit about what other people are suffering or going through or how this is going to affect people. It's just personal gain, and that's what keeps the machine running. So everybody doing the same thing. It it yeah. creates this look, it creates this concept that we're flourishing, but I, I guess America is probably the best example of people who are absolutely uh, opulent and flourishing and also deteriorating into extinction at the same time, because mm. that's exactly what's happening, because all the opulence and all this extra, is it's not doing nothing but destroying people and making it easier for us to separate ourselves from each other, and we, like you, you were saying before, instead of thinking about pulling people down to your position, we should be talking about how to lift each other up to make, you know, to spread this abundance around. But another part of human consciousness is that when a lot of people have that abundance, there's a bunch of people who are gonna feel slighted. Things lose value when when they have too much access, when, when people have too much access to them. So there's something special about being the only person on the block with a
0: million dollar house. Yeah, that that's gotta get burned out of our consciences. So yeah, that's gotta go. Gotta that's that gotta go. go.
1: You gotta if you see ten million dollar houses on your block, you should be happy. Instead right. of being like, fuck, these guys are catching up with me. You know, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. That whole but it's it was engineered into us a little bit. It's probably always existed. I'm sure people argued over who got the shiniest rocks. Right. I'm he sure who lives
0: in the biggest cave. Right. <laughs>
1: My cave is way bigger than your cave, bro.
0: Way bigger. So, yeah, it's
1: always been there. But they definitely engineered it into us to accelerate the process and make it so that we buy a lot more shit that we don't need. Because if the lady up the block got more Tupperware than you, you you fail in that life. Right. (laughs) You fail in that life. You can't be happy for her. You got to buy more Tupperware. And that shit is sickening. But people, I think a lot of people want to feel that adrenaline of doing it. So they don't really, they're not ready to tear that system down yet. They haven't had a ride on that roller coaster. Like, I want to be the one stunting in a Lamborghini, making everybody else feel impotent. I want to be that guy for a few years. And then we can tear it all down.
0: Yeah, and I don't care if I ever get the Lamborghini. I could could give less than a fuck. I'm not that guy. (laughs) I'm I'm not the Lamborghini guy
1: at all. No. I don't really have a um. I don't have like a what you call it, like a floss mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a floss mechanism. I don't. Uh, I don't have ever feel the desire to show off gadgets or. Well, I, I show off my scythe. When I got my scythe, right. I was pretty happy about that. Well, <laughs> you know I mean, mean. <laughs> it's, it's a garden tool, but I was pretty happy about it. I liked it. I took some pictures of it and shit. <laughs> so put it on Instagram like y'all look at my look at my new favorite tool so I guess that's you know I get it it's the same as uh somebody taking a picture of their Lamborghini the say I guess technically it's the same thing <laughs> same thing same mechanism one is just working in a little bit of overdrive
0: well I'm I'm checking out for at least two months I'm not I'm not watching no news shit I'm gonna i am going to I'm gonna just dedicate myself to to animating and crafting trolls, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with some fake Nike commercials. Yeah. I gotta get this racist transformer and Voltron shit going. Oh, Karen John. Dude. Oh my god, that shit <laughs> is yo. so good, yo. Muted Rose is the best thing I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> ballet slippers. Muted Rose, bubblegum, ballet slipper.
1: Yo, this That's is fucking magical. And I, I see a, I see a scenario where they argue, they're like sort of on a low argue about the colors because they, they pick them too close to each other. Like I imagine one picking muted rose and then another one picking like rose quartz
2: and then another <laughs>
1: one picking primrose. And they're like, oh, come on,
2: bro. <laughs>
1: Can you get your own shade of pink? <laughs> this is gonna make a lot more sense to people once the once the Karen-tron animation is complete. So,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Tanya, Sheila, leave it alone. You're yeah. gonna be bubblegum and your ballet slipper.
1: Yeah. Okay. So just yeah. just I think we owe it to anybody who could possibly be listening to this <laughs>
0: <laughs> to at least we'll, we'll
1: end this episode with just a brief explanation of. Karen Tron, which is the, the racist entitled <laughs> Voltron, I think it's it's beautiful. Just a bunch of robot cat Karens that assemble <laughs> and make the big Karen who calls
2: 911.
0: The big Karen Tron, and she has no weapons, no She, she just calls the authorities.
1: That's all she does.
0: She calls 911, and people die. They is- <laughs> It's just a there's just a stream of cops that come and just wipe it. out anybody.
1: And they all all the robot cats are different shades of pink. <laughs>
0: so
1: we, instead of having that's black that's lion, true. red lion, they all just different shades of pink. So every time they form they just yell out whatever <laughs> shade of pink they chose
2: for that day.
1: whoosh <laughs> Muted Rose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good, yo. And Dude, the and, and the head lion is the white lion instead of black lion. It's actually a black lion that has been painted white.
0: <laughs> you can so, still see a couple of spots where yeah. it's like it, you know, it's kind of scratched through. And there's a but, reason for that, but we'll talk about that later. But the 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 head the head pilot it's gotta be Karen, and it's gotta be a parody of Karen fucking Baskins.
1: Yeah, Carol, Karen. Ba- I think her name should be Karen Baskin.
0: Can but can we get sued for that? Because that's not even no. parody. We're just her taking name's her Carol. Name. No, her name's Carol. Oh, it is Carol. It's Carol Baskin. We'll just name it oh, Karen. Baskin. It's not Karen. Oh, then yeah. Karen Baskin, bro. And Baskin
2: And and I think the funny. the
0: legal rule is is there's at least ten people with that name in the country. Like if right. it's that common of a name, it doesn't matter.
1: Well still it's Karen. So
0: Yeah, it's we different. It I to forgot Karen. her name was Carol.
1: Yeah, Karen Baskin, bro. She's the lead Karen lion.
0: fucking Baskins, cool cats and kittens.
1: She's the bro, lead lion. Shit. And she has like a she has a skeleton in a closet of her lion. If you open the <laughs> closet of her lion, is a dead skeleton? There's <laughs> a body in the closet. And nobody ever talks about it. They just don't mention it.
0: Oh shit. So. You gotta have a scene where she's parting out a lion though. He's oh, just parting
1: shit. it out. He's like, Yeah, that's how you get them out of the cave. You part him out. <laughs> Karen Tron, bro. That's just going to get made, bro. Somebody's going to make Karen Tron. We're going to have all the pink lions. All the pink lions. I think that shit is brilliant, yo. It's a bunch of entitled white women
0: <laughs> driving a robot
1: <laughs> fighting mech that just calls
0: the fucking police. Oh no, but the police—the police has to be white privilege Voltron. That's no, the- who should show up and fuck people oh, up. right, So
1: she calls the white privilege, or so completely white Voltron shows up. No, no. I think I think
0: it should be the <laughs> the blue line is the police. The, oh, right, right. Right. The red line <laughs> is like bloodshed, or police <laughs> brutality. It'll be the blue line. Oh the green lion is <laughs> generational wealth.
1: <laughs> oh, so in in the white privilege Voltron, what would the black lion be?
0: Oh, it would have it would have to be white too, wouldn't it?
1: No, no, I mean- that one has a black lion, but that black lion would be like uh, Jesse Lee Peterson.
2: Jesse Lee Peterson Pilots the Black Lion The Sluts (laughs) I'm a slut maker
1: I'm not even gonna lie the most genius shit I ever heard That that shit was beautiful He didn't even have to think about it He he had it preloaded so I don't know. Slut, was that, what that off that the cuff? Because he, yeah, it sounded like it. I saw. I feel like he I feel dodged like that and good. came with an overhand right. Well, if I'm a slut, what does that make you? I'm a slut maker. <laughs> 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 that's genius, bro. That's Yo, he genius. slipped
0: that and caught her. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, that's a knockout blow. There's
1: nothing you can say.
0: Yeah, that's I'm a slut maker. Like, cause he immediately, cause the whole thing with a woman, like I'm a slut. I sleep with whoever I want. It was, it's, it, you know, the notion of I'm empowering myself. Right. You no, know, yeah, I'm not going to let you shame me with that word. He, in just one quip, took all the power back. Yeah, no, no, I made you a slut. I'm a slut. You. I'm a... <laughs> like, I just took all power away from you. So
1: I empowered
0: your empowerment. <laughs> oh, Yo, some of the shit that that dude says, it's like, you know what, that's very, and then the other shit that he says, it's like, wow, I can't fuck with you yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: immediately two sentences apart you're gonna be like mm, maybe he's not completely psychopath and then two <laughs> seconds later he's like nope he's crazy
0: yeah
1: he's definitely he's like,
0: crazy like, yeah, i was listening to him the other day and he's just like uh and you guys need to recognize that black people are just evil <laughs> <laughs> like okay <He's> like, <laughs> it's just I like yo, I mean, can't you just say that this one dude is evil? Like, right? No, no black people all... are evil. But Jesse, like, you're oh. black. Just no. And... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what? What do you mean? Yeah, yo. yeah, maybe we need do we need a uh, Jesse Lee Peterson clip of
0: the week? Oh uh, yeah, he yo, I might have to give out uh, yeah, Alex Jones is wearing on me. I, I yeah, but he's got three hours a day too. But, God yeah. damn, he's got some shit, too, that's just like, what?
1: It might be easier to listen to Jesse, though. Yeah. It might be a little bit easier to kind of browse through to get some good material. And Alex, he might make you crazy. Jesse Lee Peterson is just going to make you laugh.
0: Yeah, you can download his podcast. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get into some Jesse Lee Peterson because he, yo, dude, just he's some special. of the he, he, he's he, he, he really, really is. And I want to believe so much he's sincere because who else would you know? Who else would craft something where you're generating money to get to get young black men, you know, uh, loans to start businesses? Like I can't, I can't front on you there, and it's just like, uh, you know, he. It, why would you get loans to start evil people's businesses?
2: <laughs> they,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, what I'm saying why would you do that, Jesse? <laughs> but they, they, they've been reformed though. They've, oh yeah, they've, they've been through the program, so you gotta go, go through Jesse's even. program to get that loan, right? Yeah, he's but some of the shit he says is just wild, and then I'm like, okay, but I want to see the good and the value in some of the shit that you're doing, cause you know I I do agree with some of the shit that you're you know uh, promoting as far as like love and getting past some of this bullshit and 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 just the effectual part. You know, cause you could talk rhetoric all day, but at the end of the day, like if if you're empowering somebody to improve their life, right, financially and and with purpose, you know that's that's a that's a tangible, uh, you know, markation of progression that's that's undeniable, right? I can't look at that and 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 fault that. Like that's a good, but when you couple it with some of the wild shit, black people are evil. I don't, I gotta, I don't know. I don't know what to do with your rhetoric, man. And Slutmaker.
1: slut- makers, man, slut, You know, you can't forget that. That that's gonna go down in the history books, bro. Oh, but
0: that's that,
1: That's one of the best rebuttals <laughs> of all time. No matter what the subject matter is, that's one of the best rebuttals of all time. You can't front on that, man. That's yeah, you
0: can't. Cool punch. Yeah, he's definitely. If 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 Carol Baskins is is the pilot of the 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 Karentron, uh, the the racist Voltron. Jesse uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm not too sure what will we'll have to rearrange some of the syllables or something, but it's clearly going to be him. He's just <laughs> sluts and piloting the black lion. He's got to be the one. Yeah, he's got to be. He's he's perfect. Because because oh. the white yeah the,
1: the white privilege Voltron has to have a black lion. It can't function without a black. It's it's not functioning at full capacity without a black piece. Oh shit! But does it have to be a lion? Well, it has to fit into the rest of the structure. so yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe the black the white privileged Voltron won't be lions.
0: Oh. We'll
1: have to figure it out. But uh, Jesse Lee Peterson is definitely the black one.
0: Oh, that's great for sure what do you they, even
1: so, call the, so the Karen i'm I'm bugging now that It's hilarious because the karen's the Karen only job is to form and call
2: the- <laughs> <laughs> they take <laughs> all
0: this awesome. time. To announce their color and assemble ch- 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 all yeah, the transforming shit. Just and then the bitch just phone. picks up a phone. They call a big ass mech phone. Call- <laughs> you know, that descends out of outer space. It's like got its own little rockets. It descends yeah, from the yeah, sky. Yeah. It it's comes
1: like- from, the, from the satellite, it launches down, <laughs> catch it catches it, calls 911, and starts crying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the whole mech
1: just starts crying. <laughs> It's just sobbing and crying, and the alien (laughs) monster's just standing there, like, Yo, what the
2: fuck is this (laughs) bitch (laughs) doing?
1: And then the blue line comes out of nowhere, like, Police brutality,
0: (laughs) (laughs) bloodshed, generational wealth.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: And then you just see the black line coming down. I was like, "Sluts!
2: <laughs>
0: I makes the
1: sluts." Yeah, he just comes down with quotes. All he has is Jesse Lee Peterson quotes.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like police brutality, white privilege, black people are evil.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that's oh. all he does: speaking in Jesse Lee Peterson quotes.
0: Just, just one of his nonsensical one-liners. That's it. No matter what the context of the conversation nope, is. Nope. Jesse Lee Peterson calls left field. I'm a slut maker.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he just comes out of the sky and is like in his fly kick pose, coming out of the sky towards the rest of the robot to form up with it. I'm a slut maker. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, bro. Somebody's got to do it. This this is a this is just this should be on adult swim. Oh, dude. you can watch Aquatine Hunger Force, you can watch Karen Tron bro.
2: <laughs>
1: you can watch Karen Tron I think that might be the name of this episode. Oh
0: shit. It's got to be, dude.
1: Yeah, Karen Tron
0: Karen fucking Baskins, dude. I love oh, it. Yeah. I
1: love it. This needs to be fleshed out. We're definitely going to bring this back up again. So now we have, okay, so we have the Karen Tron and White Privilege Voltron. We got to obviously call it something other than Voltron, White Privilege Tron.
2: <laughs>
0: it's just right on the nose. Yeah, like,
1: just uh, yeah. we're not even going to mask it. It's Karen yeah. and White Privilege Tron. You can win the fight if you just can stop Karen Tron from calling. <laughs>
2: just disable her
1: phone before she calls. And I like that when it's coming out of the sky, it already has 911 pre dialed on the screen.
2: <laughs> so all she got
1: to do is press send. Pre dialed, just floating
0: down from space. Oh, just with the rockets attached, and you see the, the flame shooting out of him and it just descends. Like, it's so high-tech just to fucking do nothing.
1: Is that her ultimate weapon? Like, oh, it looks like an iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like an iPhone. It says, "Is there's numbers on the screen. Yeah, definitely, bro. Yeah, she's just perfect. It's perfect. I'd watch it. I'd watch at least one season of Karen Tron.
0: Dude, but you know what? These are characters. I think all these characters got to exist in the same universe, though. Whatever, whatever world where patriarch is slapping bitches on the ass and telling them to go home and stop being race car drivers, that's the same universe where Karen Tron shows up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely.
1: Definitely. They like, definitely live in the same universe. Oh shit. That's the that's that's the secret weapon against Karen Is <laughs> that's the the underground mission.
0: Oh shit. That would be one of how would you you know um you know you know w- women can't pile giant robot mechs. You yeah. know, she we doesn't have even to build. We
1: have to build patriarchy his own mech. Nah, and maybe he,
2: he I don't think his own mech eats but, him. Because, because he shows up.
1: He can't slap five separate lions while nah, they. Tra- <laughs> <so laughs> that's he much. has to have his own mech, and he slaps the whole Tron robot and <laughs> snaps them all out of it. That's the plan, anyway. That's the plan the Resistance
0: mm-hmm. has. He's he's that much of a G. He can just be a little tiny. You know, not even coming up past the toe of this giant robot, and he could just slap this this giant robot bitch on the ass and get them all to go home. That's that's how strong his mind control game is. That's he doesn't how, have
1: mind control problems. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. That's how <laughs>
1: confident he is. That's how confident he's persuasive, is what he yeah.
0: He, he's got to look Stark like the persuasive. Doseki's guy, man. The world's most oh, interesting yeah. man.
1: Yeah, definitely. 100%. That's
0: his vibe.
1: One hundred percent. 100% white patriarchy. I love it. White male patriarchy. Oh,
0: it's
1: like who are you? I'm a cis white male. <laughs> <laughs> we hate this guy so bad. He's the worst thing plaguing our, our world right now. No, he's but What he's about all the aliens got... coming down that that Carintron has to fight? Like no, patriarchy, he's the no, worst.
0: Patriarchy. All our resources, we can't get to the aliens right now. All our resources are focused on ending patriarchy. Like, no no the aliens. No.
1: Though. They come down, they kill five <laughs> millions of people. They destroy our cities. Yeah, but patriarchy ended women's sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just pointed out how boring fundamentals were and everybody went home. He's like, he you don't want to see literally. a man dunk. You want to watch yeah. these women do layups. He
1: just went to a game and got on a loudspeaker and just said, Let's all be honest. Let's all, be honest.
0: all of you all would the,
1: rather be watching the, men.
0: Oh, shit. And all the little girls are there with balls to get signed. They're holding balloons. It's yeah, a whole it festive happy day. And he just crushes everyone's dream, gets on the loudspeaker.
2: None of
1: you really want to see this.
0: Can <laughs> you, Could you really tell me that you want to see them set picks for each other and miss layups? <laughs> that's that's more interesting than seeing Vince Carter jump over a man and dunk. Mm. You can't
1: you can't mm. everyone knows you can't set a proper pick with breasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible.
1: We all know that.
0: It's basically two cushions to catch the person running. <laughs> How could you possibly stop them?
1: Patriot, and now he's definitely got to be English for sure. But he can't. He got to have an English he accent.
0: Wouldn't identify himself though. As, he wouldn't even acknowledge. All of that rhetoric he wouldn't call it they would call him a cis you can't say that you can't do that you're a cis white male he wouldn't even acknowledge that he wouldn't he wouldn't self identify as a cis white all male. right because he's a troll they would be like "Oh, patriarchy you don't understand you're a cis
1: white male and he'd be like did you assume my gender?" <laughs> <laughs> just to piss him off even more yeah yeah i did but it's what well why is it my
0: beard no, no, it's not. It wasn't that. This agreement figured... can't have beards. <laughs> how are you, you limiting know? the possibilities? How dare you? <laughs> That'd be awesome,
1: and that's how he gets everybody all roped up in their own rhetoric. They come talking some shit to him, and he can just finish it by using their own language against them.
0: Shit, he
1: that's beautiful.
0: That's why he's the greatest villain.
1: It's true. You can't beat him. You can't win with patriarchy because he's he's you know he's right.
0: Oh, shit, dude. You know, I kind of want to see that in real life now. I just I want to see a WNBA game where there's all these little girls and like their favorite players jerseys and everybody's there with such hope. And he just clears out the entire arena. He gets the, the players to go in the locker room. They just all give give up. He just gets on the loudspeaker and he gives such a scathing review and such a poignant, undeniably accurate analysis of what's going on. And you <laughs> people just can't resist it. Every just every he's like, you know, you're right. You're right. It's oh. beautiful, bro.
1: I love it. I personally think like I I feel like he could possibly be the best villain ever invented. Dude. He's better than Darth Vader. Dude. Yeah. And he's, he's... way better than Darth Vader. <laughs> but in the part that they never tell you about this whole thing with patriarchy is the fact that all of the women are happier right they're all happier they're not miserable somewhere wishing they were still basketball players they're like no i'm (laughs) the best thing that ever happened to me was that day patriarchy showed up at the (laughs) he showed up at the game Uh and ever since then i've just been Picking these flowers and making bandanas Out of them I make, <laughs> I make tiaras out of out of flowers I pick from the field Like no so that is that all you do Yeah pretty much I just pick these flowers And I make and I sell them on Etsy <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much happier
0: Oh dude He's just he's got a scotch In one hand and the other hand Is just the ass patent hand And yeah. that's it
2: it's got a never-
1: velvet glove on it. He's the one hand is always velvet-gloved, and he only takes the glove off so he can make direct contact during the slap. <laughs> so when he, starts, when he starts tugging at that velvet glove, you know what time it is. <laughs> you already know what time it is. Somebody sends a bunch of female ninjas to kill him and shit, and he just starts taking off his glove. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Do you really want to be an assassin?
0: <laughs> Hurry up and kill him. Don't let him slap your ass. Uh, you didn't have a good relationship with your father, did you? <laughs> oh. Uh now she's my gardener. <laughs> did you ever see that clip of Sean Connery in with the Barbara Walters interview? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. I love how she looked at him with that entitlement, like,
1: uh-huh. You want to change your mind now? Like, no, I still slap No, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all
1: good. <laughs> you know, that is. that is. you want to be honest, girl. you kind of cruising for a bruising right <laughs> now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to keep it all the way real.
2: <laughs>
1: you want to keep going down this road,
0: Barbara. <laughs> he looked like he had a freshman floor just waiting. <laughs> I could demonstrate exactly how it would calm you down, Barbara. You know, and it would have worked, too. Shit. And just imagine, and then Barbara Walters, <laughs> she quits. He's not doing journalism no more. Yeah, yeah. see? Easy. Dude, that, that should be his origin story. It's like <laughs> a mock of that interview, and that was his claim to fame. And he just pats her ass right there in the middle of the interview, and she quits. She was the most famous journalist in the world at the time, and she gave it all up to go home and, like, bake cookies and shit. love it.
2: Oh, I love it.
0: patriarchy.
1: Yeah, and find me a better villain. I'll wait.
0: Dude. Find me it's... a better
1: villain. You don't kill yeah. nobody. Everybody he 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 puts the patriarchy on is happier afterwards. He don't have mind control powers. Right. You can't. You, and you
0: can't convict him. You There's can't. never been a crime committed by you him. Can't doing what he does. You can't convict him. You can't convict him. The only thing you could get him for is he is touching the buttocks. But the thing is, is that but no one has ever pressed charges.
1: They can send it. They can send it right. because they felt like it got the point across. Right. You no, know? that, they that. wouldn't have really completely understood if it wasn't for the, that. The slap just anchored it all, and brought it all together. Nice. You know, it's just so. It's really just a little bow tie for the whole situation.
0: Just to send them on their way, and he just gets in situations where he he's challenged, and he just gives this flawless, irresistible logic, and everyone just goes his way. And even when he's wrong, he says it with such self assurance that it doesn't matter. You feel safer because he told you.
1: Listen. He's the only one who can stop the Karen trying. Yo. <laughs> we just we we got to go fund me right now to build patriarchy his own mech suit. <laughs> <laughs> we have we we got to keep we got to build the mech suit, put him in the mech suit and you know and just pray that the slap translates the energy through the mech suits and it fixes all the Karens.
0: Or oh, you know what? It would be so gangster if he like pulls out a little remote control and just a giant white glove descends from the sky and just pats the Karen Tron right on the ass.
1: And Karen in and the main, Karen Baskin falls out. And that's the one he has to slap personally. He has to get her personally. That's what completes the breaking of the spell. Like slapping the robot just opens it up and makes it spit out Karen Baskin. <laughs> and the patriarchy's on the ground waiting for her right when she lands.
0: Yeah, man. This this could be the best children's show ever, man. Children?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need to learn, man. They got to learn. They might as well start them early. <laughs> well, started really. I think it's pretty smart,
0: honestly. Dude, Power Rangers. I mean, they had the same plot every single episode, right? And that's it. And we could do it. That's cause... it. You're gonna have an enemy. The enemy had some on the nose name, and it would do some shit in the world. They would fight it. They the enemy would start losing. It would get big. They would call their lions, and then the big version of them would beat the big version of the enemy. And that's how every single episode progressed. They never deviated from the formula. Genius. It was on for like 12 seasons. Absolute genius. And there's people out here trying to freaking craft
1: some convoluted narrative. It's like, no, just get a a dummy in a suit.
0: Just (laughs) get a rubber suit and some robots and just make them kick everything's ass. All right, so what's the enemy? Uh, It's going to be a pig. Okay, so it's like the pig killing people. No, no, no. It's just eating all the food. And if they don't stop the pig, there'll be no more food left on the whole planet. So, wait, we're going to destroy oh, okay. half the city because this pig's just eating the food? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was at the food stand stuffing his face and shit. What, i could going to just do- up food production? I mean, what if he's willing to pay for the food? I mean, this could be profitable. So, this uh, was, no. was eating the food? Like, yeah, we went over there and started fucking with him and he got bigger. Oh, right. shit. Like, <laughs> And then we so shot off some rockets and some lasers, and about half of downtown is missing now.
1: Yeah, he, we exploded him, but it's fine. You know, what but I'm saying? he
0: won't be back anytime soon. We not, got him, not him in particular, anyway.
1: <laughs> but someone very similar may be back very soon.
0: No, but I think there was one episode where they brought all of the old enemies back. I well, think I the, yeah, I think there was hits. one episode. Yeah, they did a greatest hits. <laughs> we like it was all all of the old enemies that they had faced all coming back at once. Oh no. Guess what? Yeah, man. They still all right. In. Uh, all right, man. Well, I I think I think I think we're good. I think uh next we should flesh out, we should flesh out the Autobots and Decepticons, man. Yeah, yeah, we got to
1: we got to get that cracking for sure. That's, That's another
0: that, good one. That'll be on the next one, man. Gonna take it easy, bro. You too, man. Always a pleasure, dude. Definitely. Until the next one. All right, man. Bless. Peace.